Val, you sound horrible. <laughs> I've got a cold. <laughs> you sound quite manly. I would put headphones. I don't even have headphones in. i got to watch these cats. They're running amok. One of them's got a coccidious. So What's that? Well, it's a parasite in dogs and cats. So uh, when Val got this new kitten, she uh, it had coccidious, and the original owners didn't know. So the cat has to have a separate everything. It's still in like a separate room. They can kind of like mingle and everything. They play throughout the day, but they can't use the same litter boxes. They can't eat out of the same food, and because the parasite gets spread. So, but the kitten is being a kitten, and he loves to run around and try to play, and he annoys the piss out of the other <laughs> the other cats. So. I gotta make sure the cats don't use his litter box and vice versa. Oh my god. Yeah. And Miles, you thought it was bad having uh, one cat just try to eat the other's food. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Sorry, I couldn't hear you before. Who couldn't hear who? I couldn't hear you guys. Can you hear us now? Yeah, now I can. Let's see if I can turn. Awesome. You so can't, like, hear like, yourselves through my speakers, can you? Was that? No. Okay, good. Can you hear that? No, I'm totally thinking of this. Did you just fart? <laughs> no, you did. Oh, I did? Oh Miles requested that I pull a new sound out of the last episode. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I couldn't even hear it. I can't even properly. Oh, it was too low. Uh, totally thinking of this. Uh, totally thinking of this. Too low, I guess. Oh, I can hear it just fine. <laughs> Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> they're real oh, bad, today, dude. They're they're horrible today. I'm just left. Did you do like I did because you were left on your own? That you you ate an entire pizza and some buffalo wings and then drank a bunch of beers and fell asleep. That's actually pretty accurate. Like when I woke <laughs> up today, I had pizza and I'm drinking beer now. <laughs> I haven't been doing uh, my diet uh, this week since I've been over at Val's because I'm alone and I feel like I need to chill out and watch BoJack Horseman and eat watermelon Sour Patch Kids, you know? Uh, you're just going to depress yourself? I was going to yeah, say, is I mean... that the best show to watch? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all alone. Let me watch BoJack Horseman <laughs> next to this uh, next to this loaded gun. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't die. Who's going to take care of the cats? You know, Val doesn't get back till Wednesday. Shit. I just missed a throw into the garbage can that is six inches away from me. <laughs> That's pathetic. That's why I don't play beer pong with you. Oh, you do. Yeah, but against you. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I let Kevin make all, all the right. cups. <laughs> Let's get started. I know Miles has got a hard out. As Shane said, he had to leave as well. We can't do a four-hour episode like Mike and I intend to. Yeah, they could leave. We could chill and talk for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's bonus material. <laughs> bonus material. Oh, God, so much garbage. All right, I'm going to play the intro theme now, Mike, so you probably can't hear it. Thank you. 
Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. And we are back. Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, episode number 105. I'm your host, Ryan Tudelo, and joining me are my co-hosts, uh, Mike Whittemore, Shane Smith, and special guest Miles Holly. Oh, we're doing cameras now. I, I, I can now, so. I, oh, I shit. My camera's not even plugged into this computer. Ah, you're an odd man out. <laughs> now I actually get to see Shane roll the cigarettes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and drink tea. Actually, Shane, this is, I think, the clearest I've ever seen yeah, your video. I was going to say, did you upgrade your camera or what? No. Well, it looks good. You look good. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate the Viking braids. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I'm playing as <laughs> Those are nice. in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and he's got the same beard as Eivor does in the game. Yeah, I actually trimmed my beard up earlier this week. I shaved the sides down because they were irritating the fuck out of me. And I can't get an appointment with my barber until the end of July. So... I hacked out it. You do that yourself? Yeah. Wow, I'm impressed. Well, I hacked at it, and then I had a buddy come around and tidy it up for me. Because mm. I properly hacked at it, and I was like, ah, shit. That sounds like a romantic evening. Not yeah, really. Put the heart background on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he comes over, you guys do each other's hair and everything. It's That's nice. All neighbor of us have hair, so that's always a winner. Just yeah. rub, each other, rub each other's foreheads. Oh, I gave myself a haircut last week, and uh, I was upset with the the clippers I had. the uh, The guard it was a pain in the ass. Like it wasn't grabbing all the hairs; it was leaving a bunch of hairs behind. So I said, "Oh, I'm going to use a I'm going to use this other guard." But it, it's got the same number on it, so it'll be fine. And like I shaved one, like whole, one whole swipe of my head, and I go, "Nope, that's way shorter." Shit, too late now. <laughs> I just, just shave, shave the rest off. I just shave it every every few months. It, my hair now it looks exactly like yours, Mike. It's the same length. I can't like, picture just, you with that short of hair. Oh, it's so I weird. It looks so weird. Underrated the flow. What's that, Shane? I can't. I can't imagine you with a skinhead. <laughs> so I, it does look weird the other when day I catch I went, myself in the mirror the other day I went to Target and I saw they had the manscaper thing mm-hmm. so I bought that and I, I tried it on your head or on your balls? no it's a ball thing oh yeah I'm familiar it with it <laughs> do you? do you have, do you have oh, the yeah. ball deodorant? did it come with the ball deodorant? It, I've gotten so many packages like do you, did you get the subscription so you get new clippers like every or new blades every like quarter? No, I just it had it was at Target. It was just like a little set. Is so if you sign up for the subscription, it's like fifteen bucks, like four times a year. Um, they'll send you a new blade, and they send you something else. So I've gotten like ball deodorant. I've gotten foot de- like lotion, <laughs> ball wipes. Use the coupon code. All you need is blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your go-to for hygiene. Well, I'm just saying it's good. I, I nicked it. Ah! Oh! I was careless. You know, yeah, it was, you know, it was the first time for me. 
there, there's a direction you have to go. And I have to remind myself sometimes. Like, you can't go one specific direction. You got to go the other way. Uh, there's a lot Nip of and snag. Two words you don't want associated with your balls. Oof. <laughs> By the way, I am getting drunk today. Excellent. I'm glad to see that. Unfortunately, I am not. Right now. I wish I was. See where the day takes me. So anyway, welcome to All You Need Is Blood, where we discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up. We're the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. If you want to reach us, our email is AllYouNeedIsBloodPod at gmail.com. The Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood. Instagram account, All You Need Is Blood Podcast. And if you're listening to us, it's on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Just type in All You Need Is Blood and subscribe. And I got a burp that's like three quarters there, but it's not quite. I tried to get it out on time, but it got caught back in the back of my throat. There you go. Oh my God. Seeing you burp, Mike, is another level. (laughs) See my chin rippling around and everything? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I feel bad. I want to get my camera, but it's all the way downstairs. It's funny. Kevin said, Do you need to be seen? And I was like, Nah, I'm Donald Ducking it today. <laughs> I can't stand I, up. This is one of the first episodes I'm wearing pants. <laughs> Mostly because I had to use the ball deodorant when I got out of the shower. I gotta say, it's it's nice. Well, it's more of a powder. Yeah, I've never used. My buddies always ask me, and they're like, "Do you use powder?" And I say, "No, I've never used powder. I just let it go." Oh, I gotta you gotta use a powder, man. When it gets hot out, holy shit! What's that stuff I have? Ah. Oh. It's a specific brand I can't remember the name of, but, like, it just feels smooth. <laughs> it's hard to describe. It Like, it, it feels almost, it's powdery, right? But it feels lubricated. Right. Excellent product. <laughs> I'm glad you could plug the product. You don't know who, who makes it. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. It's on my cabinet to the left. <laughs> oh, that one. Next to the flower. Yeah, that's one. <laughs> Oh, fuck. So what have you guys been doing other than shaving your heads and your balls? Shane, what's been going on with you? Yeah, I've not been shaving. No, you haven't. You don't shave? No, I haven't been shaving my balls, no. I don't don't know what it is. It's just I'm naturally bald. Get the fuck out of here. You don't grow pubes. (laughs) I've got pubes, but not around my balls. Um... No, I've, uh, shaved. Oh God! Well, I shaved my head yesterday. Um, I haven't really been doing much because I haven't been sleeping much. So uh, I've been listening to a lot of music. New New Health and Nine Inch Nails is really fucking good. Been listening to that a lot. That came out on Thursday. Um, and I've been looking for new music to buy because. I'm in the mood for new music, but I can't pinpoint what I want to get. Mm. Not even genre. No, well, I mean, industrial is always good and a bit of golf, but there's nothing good that's coming out. Oh, I got something for you then, Shane. What's that? Uh, so I think I forwarded them to you a while ago, a band called Health. They used to yeah. open for Nine Inch Nails. They just came yeah. out with a, a single um, like a day or two ago, and then they just yeah. released one yesterday with Nine Inch Nails. 
Yeah, uh, so I highly recommend both those songs. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I've been playing that a lot. Um, I'm loving it. So I'll probably buy that album when it comes out. It's uh, allegedly it's a collaboration with a lot of different artists, so that should be quite good. But other than that, I've been trying to think of what movies I can fucking talk about today. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. I honestly couldn't uh, think of anything. So I'm just going to wing it. Awesome. Uh, Mike, how about you? Yeah. What, what are you in, Corona Land now? What do you mean? I don't know what your background is. Oh, I don't know either. I just switched it. <laughs> I have never used the webcam backgrounds before, so I'm excited. But, uh, yeah. Flowers to cover the stench of his farts. Oh, it's... I actually think, like, I have a problem. Because, like, my farts smell so bad. And they don't just smell, like, bad. They're, like, horrible. So, for the longest time, I thought I've had, like, cancer of some sort. I don't know. I don't know how it works. But they're, like, super bad. They smell... I've made people puke. Like, they've... They're terrible. And I, I don't... I almost spit all over my microphone, keyboard, everything. I had to clap my hand over my mouth. <laughs> it's true. Like, when I eat healthy, I don't I don't get that bad gas, obviously. But, like, when I'm eating shitty, like, it's... I can't even put in words. But, um... Yeah, other than that, I am uh, house-sitting for Val <laughs> after I just explained that I'm just farting up her, uh, her apartment. <laughs> Eating pizza and drinking beer should solve that fart problem. <laughs> uh, I've been watching Bodak Horseman again. I haven't watched the last two seasons, so I started from the beginning. Uh, started the Destroy All Humans remake, because uh, that's on Game Pass for free. That's out? Yeah, that came out. That came out a while ago. Oh, my God. On Game Pass... It. So, there you go. I got a burp. Sorry. That's not going to come. Um, Sorry. <laughs> uh, other than that, yeah, I'm, um, yeah, I'm just living the dream. I'm uh, listening to music. The new Gojira came out, which is terrible. Um, what else? Uh, yeah. So, I'm just listening to music, drinking beer, and uh, farting a lot. Nice. How about you, Miles? What have you been doing recently? Uh, other than working like a maniac, um, been watching, uh, rewatching Archer just for like a good laugh. That's always good. Mm-hmm. Um, and also going through Castlevania again because uh, the final season is coming out, I think, next week. Um, so I wanted to be up to date on that for, for when that comes out. Um, other than that, been uh, playing a lot of games lately. Um, started off with Bravely Default 2 on the switch which i was obsessed with it's just a good classic rpg you know from like the super nintendo days and i just could not put it down um but other than that but i played titanfall 2 which is a good first person shooter with a great campaign to play um and it's just so much fun like you'll be running along and all of a sudden you could jump up jump off all these different walls jump up again snipe someone from the air and then call in this giant robot to just fuck people up it is so satisfying. Um, and then I've been also playing a game called Mutant Year Zero, Road to Eden, which, Mike, I think you mentioned this before uh, when you were playing the Mario and Rabbids game. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I dabbled in that one. Yeah, I played it on the Switch originally, uh, but you couldn't. It was unplayable. It was like 
it had this really crappy fuzzy filter on it. Um, so I re-downloaded it on the PS4 and it's crisp and clean and it's just like a, it's like um, an XCOM game that you run around and you know you have to hide and be stealthy and pick up all the stuff and really enjoying it. Um, but it, I'm kind of getting sick of it. <laughs> I have like two or three more things that I need to do, to do and it's like all right, I'm almost done. It's pretty. Uh, so it's starting to feel like work. It's a difficult game. Yeah, it, it is not easy. Um, but yeah, just that and then waiting for the Streets of Rage 4 DLC to come out because my <laughs> wife loves that game and I love, we love playing it together. And I can't Did you see, back. Miles, the new Ninja Turtles uh, Oh my god, re- I sent thing. it to you. When did you send that to me? I saw that on the forum. <laughs> I sent that to you, like, the day it got announced. <laughs> oh, I must have seen it earlier. Uh, it, so, ignored, it, it ignored your video. I'm like waiting for like a collector's edition or something to come out because that'll throw all my money on that. Turtles in Time is like my favorite game of all time. So, oh, Turtles in Time is great, absolutely great. <clears throat> oh, cool. Myself, I don't know. I haven't been doing much recently. I've been wanting to watch uh, that Invincible show oh. on um, Amazon. Haven't gotten to it though, but I keep hearing good <laughs> things. Uh. I don't know, watching random movies. I've been going through a bunch of Vinegar Syndrome stuff. I keep getting them in the mail. So, they've got some crazy shit. Their releases are always insane. There's one that put, they got put out. Um, I can't even see it from over here. Actually, I'm going to grab the disc because it's going to kill me if I can't remember the name of it. We'll wait. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, I'm back. It's uh, The Cellar, and apparently the story behind the movie is fucking crazy. It's just this, like, schlocky uh, 80s monster movie, and it's um, it's directed by the guy who did um, uh, Night of the Demons and um, some other 80s cheese, and this, the story behind it was that he wasn't supposed to actually make this movie, but the director dropped out last minute. So he came in and like rewrote a bunch of stuff and filmed his own stuff. And it was a big mess while they were filming. And then he managed to get a cut together that he liked, but the studio released like a worse version of it. It's almost like Zack Snyder's Justice League. And uh, so Vinegar Syndrome put out a uh, Blu-ray that has both versions of the movie. And the director does audio commentary on both versions. And apparently the commentary on one is how much he loves the movie and how fun it is and like all the great experiences making it. And the other version is him just shitting on the film. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But like if you could ever get me interested to watch like two horrible of the same movie like in a row, it's just like, oh, that's a great idea. I kind of want to see the commentaries now. That's awesome. Mo- Movie itself wasn't that great, but um, it's interesting to say the least. So uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, not too much uh, games. I haven't been really playing much. Just a little bit of Bloodborne here and there because I can't stop playing it. I have a problem, but I refuse to do anything about it. It's okay, and that's about it. So, uh, bu- 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 I do got some news to go through, so we might as well do that. As Miles mentioned, the uh, trailer for, it was it season four of Castlevania came out? Yeah, it come, the season actually airs next week. 
that trailer is the most hype shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, instant boner. You put that on, I'm like, holy shit, I can't wait to watch this. I know it's just all the best parts of the entire season shown in like a clip show, but I don't care. It was so great. I can't wait to watch it. And I, I liked every season of that show so far, so. I've only watched the first season. I've been meaning to go back. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And th- and that's the second season, Mike. Oh, my God. At the There's like three or four episodes in a row that are just like unbelievable when they're in the library and uh and they're 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 going through all the relics and stuff and there's a million little like um i don't even know what you call them like uh like references to the castlevania games you're like oh that's that weapon in this game and that's that thing from that game and that's the monster head from this like you could go through and pick pick everything apart in that um but they're, they're all pretty good good voice cast too in that show uh, also, Netflix, um, Stranger Things Season 4 trailer came out. Yeah. Oh, no. Which I ha- I haven't watched this. What, what's the trailer like, Shane? Does it look good? It's um, The trailer itself kind of goes back to Season 1 with the kids all in the hospital mm-hmm. and um, Matthew Modine's character is in there, and it's like literally a minute long. And you've got all these little kids playing around with, like, toy cars and stuff like that. And the doctor walks in and basically says, Eleven, are you listening? And then it pans on Eleven's face, her eyes opening, and that's where it ends. But this is the second teaser trailer. And um, I was watching it on YouTube. I was watching a thing on YouTube, and they mentioned that, or the guy mentioned that he was trying to work out what the number two of four stands for. And I just replied, that means there's another two teaser trailers coming. So, because um, try- he was trying to work out all these numbers, all the numerical meanings and stuff like that. He seems to think that there's going to be more of the kids featured um, from the hospital in this one. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the first trailer was Hopper in Russia. Um because he survived the end of season three. So, um, yeah. So, um, that's about it, really. It looks good. I got kind of hyped. I'm looking forward to seeing it. And I read something that they've just properly started filming it because they got so much and then the pandemic hit. So they're now going deep with the filming. Oh, so that's not even coming soon. No. Oh, all right. Unless they surprise us all and bring it out for Halloween. Man, they're going to be in like college by the time the next season comes in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to feel well, bad for them anymore. Well, there was also a, a potential rumor that this isn't the last season, but there could be a season five. Of course. No. We'll see what happens with that because, I mean, they've been talking about potentially doing a season four and a season five, or, you know, if they could always do a movie. Or something. But, or they could do a spin-off and call it Strangest Things. Yeah, upside down. From the upside down perspective, yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I have been reading uh, it. I'm like three quarters of the way through the book. So I've gotten just about enough of little kids. <laughs> I'm near my max. Wait until you become an uncle to about 30 fucking eight of the little bastards. Then tell me I've only got... Failed. What do I got now? Two? I only got four. 
No, you got four too. So, uh, let's see, what else do I got here? Um, ba, 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 ba. Oh, uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 Revival is back again, again. It um, it's so, did it hit the 12 episodes? I was, I was watching it earlier. It, so, it needed 5.5 million to hit the 12, and it hit 6.4 million? Oh, my God. I, I, I was stupid with it. <laughs> what, did, what did you buy, Mike? Or what I, did you invest I in? I did the 350. Oh my god! <laughs> I wanted that. It came with a snow globe. It's hand painted, hand hand numbered. You see those like, four words to me. I'm like, ah, I'm signed up for it. It's like my favorite show of all time. Even though the I hear you. The last no, like, I, seasons. I, I signed up. I just I just did the Blu-ray, Mike. I did the a low tier and a, and the Blu-ray. Yeah, but they uh, they got Mary Jo Pell coming back to do some writing. Uh, they got like everybody kind of coming back, and like it's rumored that Mike is even gonna, gonna come back. Oh my god! So I'm like, uh, he's my favorite one, so he comes back. I'm just gonna be all over it. So, yeah, but it, it very much made the money that I needed. Excellent. Well, I'm glad to hear that. So I got that to look forward to. Uh, let's see what else do I have here. Uh, a couple uh, George Romero news. Uh, first, one, one of his lost films from the 1970s, um, Amusement Park, is going to be uh, released on Shudder for streaming. So I, I watched a trailer for this, and it looks fucking weird. It's more like Romero's, like, Martin or, or stuff like that. It's not like a traditional, like, you know, it's not like a zombie movie or anything. It looks psychedelic and weird and from the 1970s, and it was never released, so it's probably not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but who knows? That, like all of Romero's stuff outside of the zombie shit. It's not that I agree. No, I, I there's some I like. I like um I like Bruiser. That one's weird and and funky. I like that one. I like uh oh I don't know, what else is there? Martin's okay. I mean the first time I watched it I didn't really like it. The second time I watched it, I'm like, eh, it's okay. it's kinda growing on me. It's got that like seventies, that seventies gross Pittsburgh vibe. So, I don't know. I watched see. Of the Witch, and it was a little too uh, weird for me. Oh, the Crazies! I like the Crazies as well. That was good. I'll but that was basically a zombie movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, um, they're finishing up George Romero's unmade zombie movie, Twilight of the Dead, which I guess. I guess follows up survival of the dead. Um, and, uh, it, I, it could be interesting. Although having those last two Romero's dead movies were not good. So I heard the zombie horses are returning to make it good. (laughs) I, I hope so. I hope we get zombie goats. (laughs) I hated diary and survival of the dead. I really did. Yeah. I loved Land of the Dead. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a but survival and diary, they fucking sucked. <laughs> I agree. So that's all the news I got. Um, I let's get to our main topic, boys. What's that, Shane? I was going to say, despite the fact our friend Matt Blazy's in both Land of the Dead and Survival of the Dead, they still suck. Yeah, he's, he's on the audio commentary of Land of the Dead. Is he? If, 
if you get the Scream Factory Blu-ray, there's a couple audio commentaries. One of them, he's on. I might have to try and find it. Yeah. I do need a new copy, because the last copy I bought was fucked. <clears throat> let's have a look. I hate when that happens. All right, yeah, let's get to just... our main topic, boys. Because I know Miles has got to get out of here. We can't keep him pinned down. He's a man that needs to escape. Um, and get pizza. Let's get to well. That's not required for pizza. Uh, I have my towel down. <laughs> That's all right, then. As long as you're not sticking to your chair. Did you ever find out if those were Val's grandparents? <laughs> Naked ones? <laughs> Wait, what? I was watching that nudist show on uh, Netflix. <laughs> no, I didn't uh, figure that one out. I don't think I ever brought it up to her. <laughs> Start rummaging through her house. I'm sure there's evidence somewhere. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. So, Miles, actually, you're the first one to come up with this idea, but then I guess Val also requested it or something, or Mike stole it from her and claimed it as his own. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> Uh, but you wanted to go over some overrated and underrated films. Yes. So I, I have notes on two underrated and one on overrated, but then I just have like a list of other things that I yeah. came up with. I um, kind of did the same thing. Like there's just like a bunch of them, but I only really focused on like a, a couple. And I want to preface it. Obviously, certain I have rose shaded, uh, rose shaded glasses on some of the underrated stuff. Um, and the ones in my overrated I do like some of them. I just think mm -hmm. they get a little too much credit. <laughs> but for sure. un underrated, the first one I have with notes on it is uh, The Cell. Which I think it's from like 1997. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, well, again, the, my I saw this in theaters with my dad. And I'm, I don't know, I must have been like 12 or 13 years old. And I, it just blew me away. It's like, whoa, so futuristic. Look at all these graphics and CGI and these cool art sets um i think the visuals are just incredible in that movie a lot of it is you know they do as much as they can practically um the story to me is really interesting you know having to dive into the mind of a serial killer um, to try to find like a hostage i thought that was really cool um i think it's you know it's a kind of a different spin on uh, the story from like silence of the lambs or involving hannibal lecter um, where they have to use a killer to find, you know, another kill, like a victim somewhere going through something. Um, but they also make him sympathetic. Um, you know, you feel bad for him. You, you understand why he's doing everything that he's doing because he was so abused as a child. And I'm just a sucker for what they thought was futuristic in the late nineties. Like, you know, things like Johnny Mnemonic and stuff We're like that. We're going to have the tiniest cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I've got four gigs of hard drive space up in my computer. <laughs> like, whoa. Um, and also, too, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Vincent D'Onofrio. I think he steals the show in this. Um, <laughs> and a dumb line that me and Kevin say to each other all the time is, where did you come from? Because <laughs> that whole scene is just amazing when he's got, like, all the rings in his back and he's coming down and you see, like, the... 
the like I don't even know what the just this fabric coming off the walls and it's this long train behind him. Um, I just think it looks absolutely incredible. Um, but I will admit some of the downsides to it is uh, <laughs> J Lo is kind of like front center in that, the, not the star the best of the movie. Actress. <laughs> um, I think it, she's a little bit better in this than Anaconda, <laughs> um, and also Vince Vaughn. You know when he's trying to take himself seriously and it just doesn't work. Um, yeah, oh, I'm God. just... A Serious Vince Vaughn? What's that? Serious Vince Vaughn? Right? Oof. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's... I just absolutely love this movie. It, it brings me back. It makes me feel like a kid. And I, like, I watch all these, you know, top ten horror things, like even good or bad, and it never gets mentioned. I never hear it on anything. <laughs> Um, so that's why I think it's uh, criminally underrated, um, and I think it does deserve a little more attention. I know there was a sequel that was like straight to DVD that I know has got to be absolute garbage. I've never even bothered. Yeah. But yeah, The Cell, definitely underrated in my book. Shane, were you into that movie? That seems like something that might have been up your alley back in the day. I did like that movie, actually. I mean, it's been a few years since I've watched it, but um, I enjoyed it. It was the whole um, S&M vibe. I got from it that I kind of enjoyed and um, the effects in it were brilliant yeah that was kind of a thing like um, around that time period because that was that was I think shortly after Event Horizon so you had some of that like psychedelic imagery and, and like weird sexual stuff going on what was that other movie that had Robert Downey Jr. in it Gothica Oh God! Uh, <laughs> that was but, a I, bad movie. but what I mean is, like, it's like the same type of vibe that you're getting in these films. It's it's uh, it's it's the but same as Strangeland. Strangeland, sure, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there was a big, there was a lot of S and M themed horror movies coming out back in, back then. And we're talking twenty years ago. Ugh, gross. When I was young. Let's pump the brakes there, Shane. You weren't young 20 years ago. Fuck <laughs> off. Oh, awesome, Miles. That's a pretty good pick. I could see that being underrated. I've never seen it. What? I've never watched it. I don't know. It's always... It was always on, like, the, no offense, but, like, these lists of, like, the worst movies ever made. <laughs> so I've never, like, ventured to watch them. If you guys recommend it, I'll watch them, for sure. Definitely worth yeah. seeing. I'm not saying it's, like, Oscar-worthy. Although it was nominated for an Oscar. Was it for what? I think it was Best Effects. Really? Best, nominated, makeup. best makeup. Where did that come out? 97? 2000. Oh, my gosh. Oh, shit. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'll watch it. It's on. I think it's streaming somewhere. I think I've passed it up recently. It's on Tubi. There you go. It is well worth watching, Mike. I think you might enjoy it. You will definitely enjoy certain aspects of it. Yeah, I'll watch it tonight. Fuck it. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let us know what you think. All right, how do we want to do this? Miles, do you want to finish yours out? You do one person at a time, or do you want to like hop around? Like, I know you've got to be out sooner rather than uh, before everybody else. So yeah, we got a little time. All right. So what did you, you just did your underrated one? What an underrated one, right? Yeah. All right. Let's hear like, one of your underrateds, Mike. 
Okay, well, um, <clears throat> one of my underrateds would be uh, as as above, so below. Now, granted, I'm on my second beer and I've written no notes, so bear with me. Um, <laughs> so, I as above, so below it came out in like 2014, 2015, one of them. On the money. Yeah, <laughs> and um, it's about this uh, like archaeolog archaeologist or like in some woman who's like obsessed with alchemy and her father committed suicide and her father was trying to get after this stone called the philosopher's stone and it's supposed to grant eternal life to anybody who possesses it so she gets a hint that she, uh, she can find the stone in the french catacombs so she goes to france and she meets up with her buddy who her buddy I don't know his name but he's a good actor he's in like Mad Men and all these different shows you've seen him before and she meets up with him and they they meet up with another French guy who knows the catacombs really well and uh, they figure out that there's a hidden chamber in the catacombs and they think that the uh, philosopher's stone is down there so this movie I, I think it doesn't get enough attention because it's you know, it came out like the mid twenty aughts or whatever it is, and like the twenty teens. And you know, it's just one of them movies that it does have some jump scares. You know, it does have some uh, CGI in it. And um, you know, it, it it it's it wasn't the most like from what I remember, it wasn't the most uh, advertised movie ever made. But it, it does revolve around Dante's Inferno. So as they're going down through the catacombs are going actually down to the different levels of hell and each level has a different like thing in it it's not like super in your face like this is dante's inferno but it does have some consistencies with the uh with the story so i love this movie the first time i watched it i uh was readily I was ready to like piss on it completely. I, I I knew I was like I'm just gonna watch this. It's probably gonna be terrible, um, but I ended up really liking it. And then I watched it again last night to, for this podcast. I was like, man, this is a solid movie. Now there are some jump scares, like I said. There's some CGI, like I said. It does follow some tropes. The acting's really good, and I've got a really, um, in, I've got a real interest in like the French catacombs and you know obviously religious horror movies, and this kind of fits in with all of that. So I would really recommend this movie. Uh, it's on Netflix, and yeah, I would I would definitely check it out. I have never seen this one. It's good. I've been wanting to watch it for a long time. I'm a sucker for found footage. Anything in Europe, I'm in. Oh, you'll love it then. <laughs> that that, those boxes for sure. So that same director, uh, John Eric uh, Dowdle, also did uh, Quarantine, the American remake of Wreck, and he did Devil, the movie everyone thinks M. Night Shyamalan directed. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 wouldn't, I, I know those two aren't really regarded pretty well. I don't but, know. Um, I, don't, I don't think there's I, a lot. Like, Quarantine's Quarantine. It's just it's a, like a shot-for-shot shot remake of Wreck, and it's not as good. But... I, I actually kind of liked Devil. I thought that was claustrophobic, and I don't know. I kind of liked it. Oh no, Devil was okay. Quarantine was just fucking awful. <laughs> so yeah, not bad. Yeah. Shane, do you have one? Or you want me to go first? 
Yeah, I have one. Um, a girl walks home alone at night. Uh, Is that underrated? Yeah, that's my underrated movie. I think it deserves so much more credit than what it gets. It is not um, talked about enough. That's true. Yeah, it's um, basically it's an Iranian vampire movie, and it's filmed in black and white, and it looks absolutely fucking gorgeous. Uh, I say black and white. It's, there's black and white aspects to it. There's, I think there's a couple of couple, uh, color scenes in there, but um, it's basically about a, a seemingly young girl who is a vampire <laughs> and goes around basically wipes out the criminal element of, of Iran or the area where she lives. And there are certain characters in there that um, come a cropper, should we say. Um, and I think uh, visually, it's a beautiful movie, you know, to watch it. I love black and white movies. So when I first saw it, I was amazed just to how um, how beautiful it all looked, and it's in like a, a rundown. It's set around a rundown area, so you've got all these people walking around like dealing drugs and like causing grief for the residents of the area and stuff. And this this vampire comes along and basically writes all the wrongs, threatens a few people. Um, I think one of the funniest scenes is when uh, she threatens a kid with a skateboard. And basically says, if I find you again, I'm going to eat you. Um, and the little kid just basically shits himself and then runs away. Um, but there's, there is a really good story to it as well, because she's obviously trying to find some kind of redemption in her life. Um, and she finds love which I thought was an interesting twist. I know there's a lot of vampire movies where you get the Euro trash types, like Interview with a Vampire and all that kind of shit, where you get vampires fall in love and then like eternal love and all this kind of shit. But there's this one lad who she falls for and he realises what she is and then she realises that she basically can't have him. And, you know, there's like turmoil in the movie as well between the two of them while she's trying to she's trying to keep her predicament hidden from him but at the same time she's also trying to maintain her own life so she goes around and kills people and all this kind of stuff and it is pretty cool and it's not your typical vampire movie where she has the fangs or anything it's just she just bites <laughs> there's a scene where this guy, this drug dealer guy is basically playing with her and he's like, what can you do? So he sticks a finger in his mouth, in her mouth. He basically bites his fingers off and then basically guts him in a sense. And I thought that scene was pretty fucking awesome. But um, yeah, for me, a girl walks home alone at night, I think is probably my most underrated movie. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I actually like that movie a lot, and I feel like well, I, bought on, I bought it on Blu-ray a couple of years back because I've never seen it. I'd heard about it, and I thought I want to watch it, and I fell in love with it. Yeah, yeah, I've only seen it the one time, but um, but it was really good. I liked that it was black and white, and obviously it's all subtitles. At least I this version yeah. I watched was subtitles. Yeah, um, it's a Iranian movie, so yeah. Yeah, and it's it it has that like foreign 
foreign movie feeling, you know. Mm. So it's good. That's a good one. You guys ever see this one? I saw it. I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, I agree with you, Shane. It was shot very well. I think the soundtrack is incredible. Um, but yeah, it, it didn't do it for me. The plot was kind so of boring. <laughs> the, soundtrack, the soundtrack was really effective. It also had some really good like Eastern bands on it. I mean, it had the band White Lies on there. Um, fucking love White Lies. They are so fucking good. That first album that they did, just amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just thought that was a really good choice. Um, and it fitted the scene as well. And what I've I love, watched like, it once. Sorry? I've only seen it one time. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. All right, well, let me go um, over my first underrated film. Uh, I know you guys are probably expecting me to pull out some stupid Italian movie, and you're exactly right. So I, <laughs> I went with 1987's Stage Fright, um, directed by Michel Sovi, uh, the genius behind The Church, The Sect, Cemetery Man, one of my favorite movies of all time. It stars uh, David Brandon, who was in Delirium. I talked about that on the last Italian episode. Uh, also has uh, Barbara Cupisti, who is in the New York Ripper, Argento's Opera, and also The Church. And um, Giovanni Lombardo Radice, which is the best Italian name. Uh, he was in The Omen Remake, Cannibal Ferox, City of the Living Dead, The Church, and even still in modern sleaze, like Violent Shit the Movie, and recently in Like Canimator, a movie Connor Blackman uh, just introduced me to. Of so. course. <laughs> All you gotta say is Connor Blackman. That's, that's how I know what level of movie that is. Like Canimator. You gotta see the cover, though. It looks awesome. Well, the cover looks awesome. <laughs> so anyway, uh, if you haven't seen Stage Fright, it's a slasher movie. Um, a group of, of young, attractive people are locked inside a theater. They're putting on this, like, play musical dance thing. And they can't get out for reasons. Um, there's a serial killer that escaped from an insane asylum that previously in the movie, a dancer had gone to, to get medical attention for a sprained ankle. And the setup alone is ridiculous. Like you sprain your ankle, you have a performance the next night. W what is a doctor going to do? Nothing. Okay. But you're going to go to one anyway. So you go to an insane asylum thinking they're going to give you medical attention. Well, I mean, they're not gonna, but they end up doing it, and he, like, rubs her leg for, like, 15 minutes, and she's like, oh, great, I feel better. <laughs> anyway, the the uh, the convict escapes and gets into this uh, theater, locks the doors, and starts killing off the cast one by one. Um, it's super gory. It is. It has some awesome special effects. Uh, the, the colors and lighting in it, like, you could really tell that Sovi, you know, he's a pupil of, like, Mario Bava and Argento and Fulci. Like, he's worked on all their films, and uh, you can tell he really likes that stuff. Uh, there's some great kills in it. One of my favorites is a power drill that gets put right through this one guy, and since they're, like, in the backstage of a play, somebody drops a bottle of fake blood, and it splatters all over the ground. But then, like, the quote-unquote real blood is pouring out of this guy's stomach onto the fake blood, and there's a difference of the color. So, like, the real blood is darker than red than the fake blood, and you're like, oh, this is the real stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I just loved it. I thought it was a great, great shot. There's also another one. There's some awesome, like, like, like the best part of, like, slashers is are kills that, like, 
make you laugh and clap. I think that's like the best thing. And there's one where a girl falls down this hole and their friends are picking her back up and they pick up half her torso and there's like blood and guts hanging everywhere. And it doesn't even explain how it happened. She just loses half of her body. And it's so funny the way it's shot. Um, there's a lot of great stuff in it. Um, they have the, the killer has a big owl head, like he's the owl man. And it's, it's a really interesting, memorable, like, uh, slasher villain. And they, they follow all the slasher tropes that you see in all these movies. You know, if people are doing bad stuff, there's one girl who's thinking of getting an abortion. So obviously she has to be killed off. Um, uh, there's two comedic cops that are sitting outside making dumb jokes and eating sandwiches, like in a cop car outside the theater, one of which is the director, uh, Sovi. So, um, I don't know. It, it, it's it's just a fun romp. It's not like this... It's not like this, like, masterpiece of cinema or anything. I just think it's a slasher that, like, people don't bring up when you're talking about some of the great slashers, like The Burning or... I don't even know, like uh, some of the Friday the 13th or something. I think this one gets overlooked, but if you watch this with a group of people, it, it's all dubbed in very poorly in English. So, like, the voices don't match too well. And some of the people are actually speaking English. Some of them aren't. The characters are nuts. There's, like, you know, there's, like, the typical effeminate theater guy, and then there's, like, the bitch girl, and then... There's the director, who's a real asshole, and the producer, who is literally uh, an Italian mob boss stereotype that goes around offering people money the entire film. Uh, it's a blast. I don't. I love it. There's. There's a. They have a cat named Lucifer, who the the killer like sits there and pets, and he's like he's the only one that he lets live because he loves the cat. And I'm like, of course he lets the cat live. Cool. And he also lets the cat eat the flesh of his victims because why not? So, yeah, that's my underrated. I think uh, a little more attention to uh, Stage Fright. It's a good movie. I have uh, I watched it for the first time like a year or two ago, and I didn't know uh, Michael Solvey directed it, which is really cool, because he did The Church, which you said already. But I love that movie, and he also did, um, yeah, like you said, Cemetery Man. But he's also the guy with the, the half of half a face. And oh, Demon. and Demons, yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty neat. It's a good movie. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's fun. Good slasher. Have you seen this one, Miles? Yes, and I I completely agree. Some of the gore effects and some of the kills, I feel, come out of left field and get you by surprise. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember watching it all of a sudden. Like, I didn't expect it to be as gory as it was. Like, I think you see someone get, like, a pickaxe to the face, and you're like, <laughs> all right. But then, like you said, you see that girl coming out of the, the hole and just intestines and all this viscera is coming out. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> I love that there's, like, the only thing that lets you know something is happening is she's in the hole, and you just hear this, like, squishing noise. It's like, you know, like, what is that? And then they pull her up, and it's just guts. (laughs) Oh, shit. Shane, have you seen this one? I haven't. I think Um, for Italian movies, Shane, I think you'd like this one. I might have to give it a look. Um, Because I think... I think it's part of the collection that um, HMV are re-releasing. They're re-releasing loads of Italian horror movies on Blu-ray pretty soon. So um, I think that is one of them. There's going to be loads of Argento movies on Blu-ray as well. 
because um, I was having a look last night or, well, early hours this morning when I couldn't sleep. Um, but I think Girl with the Crystal Plumage or Bird with Crystal Plumage and yep. like the early movies, they're all being re-released as special editions. <clears throat> so, And I think Stage Fright might well be one of them. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure I saw that on the listing. Yeah, this one's, it's not like a giallo. It's not like a whodunit. You know exactly who the killer is in the first five minutes. They're like, that's the guy, the killer. He killed all his family and everyone else, and then he escapes. You're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think it's fun. And it's it's different from the normal Italian artsy movies that I I often enjoy. Uh, This is something that I think anybody can watch and have a good time with. And they should. Uh, all right, Miles. Let's get back to you. What else do you got? Um, so should I do my overrated with notes or do my other underrated with notes? Uh, do your other underrated one. Well, well, uh, what time is it? One o'clock. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So my other underrated one that I had was Sinister. Um, it oh is admittedly God, one of my all-time oh. favorite movies that I like to watch. Yeah, I know. I was so there close you go. to doing this for overrated. I was so close to doing this for overrated. <laughs> I had it in my hand. Oh, God. I, I right, think... Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so I think there's too much focus on, uh, you know, Bagul as Bagul. like a... Like, he's not an interesting character. I think he's he kind of serves the purpose of just like the MacGuffin. He's there just for the sake of moving the plot along and why things are happening. Um, but I think it's more interesting, like okay, let's talk about the history of him and, like, all the pagan beliefs and stuff like that. Um, But I think, like, those 8-millimeter films that they get are super creepy. Um, And they always have those, like, that haunting music behind it and there's some legitimate jump scares. Um, I do like that Ethan Hawke is a complete dickhead. Like, you don't care about him. You're not supposed to. (laughs) And um, what he goes through, like, I always love when... uh, (laughs) He's fighting with his wife, and she's like, I asked you if we moved into the house. He's like, no, you didn't. You asked me if we moved next to the house. And I was like, oh, you're such a douche. Uh, you totally have what's coming to you. Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I am such a sucker for this film, and I feel like people hate on it so much. <laughs> um, and I admit, you know, that that last scene um, when they walk into the film um, – you know, into the ghoul's world is really cheesy, but the whole twist of, you know, what actually is going on and, oh my God, now it's his turn. And, you know, it's his daughter making the film, killing him when you think it's, you know, going to be his crazy son the whole time. Yeah. Spoilers. But yeah, I, I think this is criminally underrated and I look forward to every Halloween, like busting this out. Cause it's one of my all time favorite movies. Oh, Halloween. You're going to ruin Halloween with this. <laughs> Never. Let me ask you this, Miles. Is yeah. this is this just a boner for Vincent D'Onofrio? Is that what this is about? No. <laughs> no he's barely in it, and he's in there via Skype. He's in it via Skype. Oh, that's my favorite part. I will. So I'm, I'm shitting on it, but um, I do oh, want... shit away. I know. I know this movie gets a lot of hate. Uh, <laughs> that but Vincent I... D'Onofrio scene, <laughs> where they're like. He sits and explains Bagul to, to Ethan Hawke. And, or is that Ethan Hawke, right? Yeah. Uh, and he's like, here's the exposition for this movie that you're in. <laughs> <laughs> I recorded this via Skype because they couldn't get me to come down. 
he, he put this little presentation together where all the graphics are popping in like you can actually do that. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Uh, I, I do like Ethan Hawke in this. I think you're right. He plays an asshole, and he is good in the movie. Um, who's the wife in this? I can't remember. Is she somebody? Uh, maybe. Let me type in Bagul. <laughs> He's like some wrestler. Um, Juliet Rylance? Juliet, yeah, I don't know who she is. I guess uh, not. She's in the Nick. I mean, I don't know. I almost picked this for overrated because the more I hear about this movie, the more I get annoyed by it. <laughs> uh, did, love it. Did they ever make a sequel to this? They did, and that that was one of my things. There's no need for it. I've heard nothing but bad things, and just watching the trailer, I have no interest. Of wow, ever. this has a 6.8 on IMDb. As it should. <laughs> Mike, what do you think of Sinister? I saw this in theaters. I didn't. I didn't like hate it or anything, but I really liked Ethan Hawke in it. Uh, but I thought I thought like the found footage. Um, Sections are really good. That's all I got, though. That's all I got. What about you, Shane? <laughs> I got so bored watching this movie. I genuinely was so fucking bored. I I didn't find the jump scares scary enough. I thought the character looked like the guitarist from Slipknot, and I thought, no. <laughs> Another movie. There's a guy from Slipknot in a mask killing people who... And that was it, you know. That was that was literally. Oh. I got, I finished watching it, and I was like, "Well, I'm not getting those ninety minutes back." I thought it was more like Sting from WCW. Miles, have you watched the sequel? Uh, so I watched, um, like, I watched this guy on YouTube uh, from Foundflix does Ending Explained. Um, so he pretty much goes through the whole plot within like twenty minutes, and so I did that, and I was like, "Great." No, I don't need to see it. <laughs> I don't know how it compared to the first, but I, I imagine that's pretty bad, probably. Uh, it, it looks like absolute garbage. There's a villain's wiki on Bagul. Oh, God. <laughs> you like I'm saying, like, like that name, I think. I do. Bagul I do love is saying not it. the focus of that for me. Like, I kind of just put him to the side. I ignore Bagul, and that makes it a good movie <laughs> to me. <laughs> All right, that's an interesting one. Uh, Mike, you got another underrated you want to share with us? Yes. Uh, my second underrated is Curran Echo, which is also called The Black Cat. It was made in 1968, so it's a black and white um, drama horror movie. It's more drama than horror, but it's uh, it's still really good. So in the very beginning, um, I think it takes place in like the 1300s, 1200s, 1400s, I don't know. But it's in like... Uh, like samurai Japan and a bunch of samurai go to this random house and you can tell they're starving and they're thirsty and they drink some water out of a river and then they go in this house and they see two women and they rape and kill them and they eat all their food and then they kind of fuck off so the whole story is about those two women who come back from the dead and they're ghosts now and they're trying. They're, they become vengeful spirits, and they start drinking the blood and killing of all the samurai hmm. that they can. 
Um, I think it's underrated because the acting is really good. Uh, it's like from the 60s, so you could tell they actually put some like thought into this. Um, the lighting, the direction is amazing. Um, the story is really good, too. Uh, it turns out with the main character, he's a samurai, and he comes back from killing this guy. And he is tasked to kill the vengeful spirits and kill the monsters. It's killing all the samurai. And he turns out that he knows that the two, he knows that the two vengeful spirits. So the rest of the movie is kind of a drama on how he knows them and what he does to destroy them. Sorry, give me one second. Uh-oh. Yeah, I have never heard of this. Yeah, it's a, it's on a Criterion, and it's on a Criterion, and uh, it's it's worth the watch. It's like I said, it's more drama than horror, but the they show like the vengeful spirits biting people's neck, and the 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 other alternative title of this movie is called Black Cat. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning of the movie, when the two women get raped and killed, there's a black cat that comes and kind of revives them in a way as vengeful spirits but they they say later in the movie that they begged the gods of evil for them to come back from the grave to get their revenge so it's it's a really solid movie um the director also directed onibaba if you've watched it Mm -hmm. it kind of follows a similar uh story but this i don't hear this being talked about enough and it's on the criterion Criterion Channel streaming, if you're interested. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really solid movie. Awesome. I'll look into this. You, either of you guys seen this? No. Never even heard of it, but it looks awesome. I am in. Cool. Shane, you got another one you want to share with us? I haven't, actually. All right. Well, I'll skip I you. Think, I could think, <laughs> think of another one. Um, be fair, uh, you know, just looking through my collection, um, it's just fucking looking at my collection. I'm like, what other underrated gems do I have? Um, oh, actually, I do have one. Splice. I can't remember if we've spoken about that one. Spice. Yeah, it's a. Um, oh, Spice Brody. Girls. Yeah, Splice. Splice. Oh, splice. <laughs> Yeah, that one. Um, My wife just moans because she hates that movie. <laughs> well, because she she watched it with her parents, and there's uh, <laughs> that's not the movie you want to watch with your parents. No, not really. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's Adrian Brody and Sarah Polly who has been. She's like one of those indie darlings who's been in a lot of indie movies but she was also in the remake of Dawn of the Dead from 2004 and it's basically Adrian Brody and Sarah Polly are a couple of scientists who are trying to create a living breathing organism and they manage to succeed um, they also decide to genetically splice it with human DNA and they create what a appears to be some kind of humanoid hybrid and um, they do it quite successfully and she grows up at an alarming rate um, and turns out to be quite an evil little creature. Um, the one scene I didn't like is when she kills the cat 
but um, other than that, I mean, it's quite a, quite an interesting movie, like following the exploits of this of this humanoid creature, and Adrian Brody and Sarah Polly trying to control it with interesting results and slightly gory results, from what I remember. But um, yeah, I didn't I didn't mind this movie at all. I I really enjoyed it. Um, I might have to rewatch it. I think I might rewatch it again tonight. But it's one of those films that I remember watching it for the first time. I bought it because I liked it, and then kind of sat on my shelf for a while. And I think it was one of those films I pulled out like once in a blue moon. But every time I watch it, I always enjoy it. I think this movie came out uh, too late. I think it would have been better, better received if it had come out ten years earlier, because it has it has like a real species feel, only yeah. not as fun. Yeah, I think like it come out ninety nine two thousand. People would be like, oh wow, yeah, I remember that movie. That was pretty good. Mm. Uh, I think having come out, what was it like two thousand ten something like that? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just a little bit too late for that for the i don't know i I guess just the feeling of the type of the movie that it was doing uh i also didn't like how adrian brody was like almost gonna fuck the little alien mutant thing (laughs) that was just creepy (laughs) like ugh, (laughs) that was not that was not a big sell for me i don't know i'm not too hot on this one but um i guess nobody does talk about this movie shane you are right I mean, it's been a while. I mean, I've I never really see anybody speaking about it. And for an interesting sci-fi horror, because that's essentially what it is. Well, it's more of a sci-fi thriller, really. But I think it's a great film. Um, and it's different. Yeah, what do you guys think, Mike? I've only seen it once. And uh, from what I remember, I was annoyed with it. <laughs> because... I hate the trope in horror movies where, like, the alien or the monster, like, tilts their head and it creaks and they're just, like, staring at you. It, it gets under my nerves. And, like, they she did that a lot in this movie. And I was like, okay, enough. That's the, literally the only thing I remember of it, of me being annoyed. But I'm just, I got to revisit it. It's It's been a while. Miles, what does Kevin think of this one? Absolutely hates it. <laughs> I have never actually seen it. Um, really? But I always thought the at least the the creature thing looked cool. Um, I, I think Shane might be the only one that knows this reference. But there was a music video in the early two thousands by a band called Primal Scream, called oh, Miss fuck, Lucifer, yeah. um, oh, where there it's like this guy goes to a club and he's like hooking up with all these or trying to hook up with all these chicks and then he tries to take them home and they turn into these like demon spawn succubus things and it yeah. looks kind of it reminded me of that um so i just thought it looked cool but i i've never had an interest to ever see this yeah nice shout out for primal scream though miles because i fucking love them all right awesome uh let's see i got i gotta hear my uh my last underrated one um i don't think we've ever talked about it 1987's the hidden uh it's an alien film directed by Jack Shoulder, uh, 
who also did Alone in the Dark, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, and Wishmaster 2. Uh, it stars Kyle MacLachlan, uh, who is the mayor from Portlandia. Uh, he's been on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and he's the FBI guy on Twin Peaks. Um, also has uh, Clue Galuger in it, um, obviously. Or Galuger? Galuger? I always said Gulager. Gulager. <laughs> Maybe that's right. Return of the Living Dead, Feast, also Nightmare on Elm Street 2. And it's got a bunch of cameos in it, too. Lynn Shay is in it. She shows up at one point, and I'm like, oh, shit, that's Lynn Shay, like in 1987. Um... And then another one, literally one second long, fucking Danny Trejo as a guy it locked at a police in a, a police station. I'm like, <laughs> he said a line off camera, and I said to myself, "Huh, that kind of sounded like Danny Trejo." And then like the camera pans by, and they show him like getting killed, and you're like, "It was him." <laughs> so, uh, the the movie is absolutely fucking nuts. Um. Basically, there's this alien that uh, invades people's bodies, and it likes Ferraris, Lamborghinis, heavy metal, robbing banks, and killing people. And that's all Sounds it Sounds like does. Shane. <laughs> Ferraris, heavy metal. So, like, the movie opens up with just... It's just like... um footage in a bank and, and you know it's just like security camera footage and it just shows a guy walk in and gun down everyone in the bank and you're like holy shit and then like it shoots out the camera and then it cuts to, to this guy going outside stepping into this ferrari and just like taking off in los angeles downtown la a hundred miles an hour blasting through cops are chasing him there's this huge police chase he's driving through parks he runs this guy over in a wheelchair it's classic gta and like just goes ballistic running people over knocking the cops into trees like all kinds of stuff and uh eventually they like gun him down and take him to the hospital but the guy's not dead yet and they're like this guy should be dead he's it's crazy and then you find out that it's an alien and it transfers bodies and like the grossest like he stands over another guy's body and like opens his mouth and like his it, it they do that fake rubber head thing where the the jaw just gets like super extended and the alien is like the size of a basketball coming out of this guy's mouth and you're like Ugh! <laughs> and uh takes over another body and then just repeats goes to like this record shop starts stealing cassette tapes kills the owner, takes a takes a gun, takes a bunch of cash, and then steals the nearest Ferrari he could get his hands on. And you're like, okay, pops in a heavy metal tape, and off he goes. Um, it, it's just nuts. There's a, uh, there's a police detective that's chasing this crime spree around, and he doesn't understand what's going on because it's different people. But the there's also a FBI, um, an FBI agent, uh, Kyle McLaughlin, who is like, knows what's going on and says, oh, we got to follow this person now and we got to follow this person now. Turns out that guy's also uh, an alien who takes over people's bodies, but he's a good guy trying to hunt the bad guy down. And it's this weird buddy cop movie that it turns into. I, I don't know. It is so much fucking fun. The music is pure 80s, like metal and pop and stuff. The cars are awesome. They're blowing up Ferraris and Lamborghinis, Porsches, all kinds of high-end stuff. And uh, there's a ton of violence. The horror's kind of minimal. It's actually more of, like, an action movie. But, like, nobody ever talks about this when they talk about action movies. 
Um, and I think that is a is a damn shame. It is a solid like eight out of ten. It's a blast, man. Um, it, there's not a lot to it. It's not you know a heady movie, but it's fun. It's a it's a fucking riot. You guys ever seen uh, the hidden? No, I just looked it up. It looks fun though. I'm gonna watch it for sure. I thought this was dead heat for a second. (laughs) (laughs) I think I watched it like 25 years ago. Yep. Maybe longer. But I don't really remember much about it, to be quite fair. Yeah, so the the main cop at one point, I guess the casting for this, for the main cop that they were doing, uh, ended up being um, this guy, Michael Nouri. Uh, who he was originally supposed to be um, Mel Gibson's character in Lethal Weapon, but he turned it down to do this movie. <laughs> so they, to cast his character, they had Mel Gibson, Harrison Ford, Kurt Russell, Christopher Lambert, Michael Keaton, Richard Dreyfuss, Ron Perlman, um, Michael Bean, Dennis Quaid, Nick Nolte, Gary Busey, Tommy Lee Jones, Richard Gere, Burt Reynolds, pretty much every actor, including Schwarzenegger and Stallone. And Bruce Willis, were, were, they were thinking about putting for the main character in this movie. And it said they got the guy who turned down the role of Riggs in uh, Lethal <laughs> Weapon. <laughs> it's fun, though. It's it's not... It's a blast. I, I think... Uh, if you I don't even know where it is. I, it, maybe it's streaming somewhere? I have no idea. I was going to ask you what... Uh, yeah, I have a really, really bad that? DVD. Oh. Um, Cause you yeah. got me at McLaughlin. Oh yeah, and, and he's real young in this too. I think this might even be before Twin Peaks. Like he's like a little baby man. I think Twin oh, Peaks was ninety. I know Dune was like yeah. eighty five. Yeah, okay. Twin Peaks didn't come out until nineteen ninety. Yeah, so this is in between Dune and Twin Peaks. Oh, the spice. <laughs> That's fun. There's a sequel to it, too, that I heard isn't that bad, but I've never watched it. It's also on this DVD. <laughs> it's... it's not streaming anywhere. Son of a bitch. It's funny you say that, because uh, on IMDb, The Hidden has a 7.0 as a rating, and then The Hidden 2, 2.9. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, maybe don't watch part two. I don't know. How could it be possibly be that bad? <laughs> I'm gonna find out. So yeah, that's uh, that's it for my uh, my underrateds. Uh, do we want to just go into the overrateds now? Absolutely. All right, Miles, why don't you hit us up with uh, your overrated movie? Oh boy, uh, this one might be a little controversial, but I do like this movie. I want to throw it out there. I do like it, but overrated. I chose Army of Darkness. I agree. Oh. Completely. Two terrible people. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's well, part of it is that um, evil, the first Evil Dead movie was so instrumental for me in like becoming a horror fan. Like, uh, that was, um, I downloaded it at UConn. Um, and that was like my first, the first time I ever saw it was in college. And I became obsessed with that. And I loved, you know, I found Within the Woods and I thought that was cool. Um, I liked Evil Dead 2, uh, but I, I i don't know. I'm not a big fan of all the slapstick. I like that when they were trying to keep it more like grounded in the horror realm. Um, but the thing with Army of Darkness is that, you know, 
the world is too big. He's out in the open. Like he could go anywhere. Um, you know, I, I always like that claustrophobic feel of being in the cabin. Like he's stuck there. And even if he tries to leave, this force is keeping him there. Like he can't escape this thing. He has to sit there and deal with it. And I, it kind of lost that for me when he's like, oh, now go out in the world and do, you know, go create another evil version of yourself that you now have to fight as the main big bad. Um, it also lost the question of, you know, could this all be in his head? Like, I will say that's one of my favorite parts in um, Evil Dead 2 is when he just starts losing his mind and he's like dancing with the light and the reindeer head is like laughing with him. Um, and he's just literally having a mental breakdown. And it's like, oh, man, maybe he did just go crazy and like kill these people. Um, and he in the other movies, he was kind of like an everyman, like, you know, he could have been anybody. And then all of a sudden he becomes this giant douchebag who's well-versed in, like, chemistry and engineering and can <laughs> develop gas and explosives, um, you know, for someone that shops at S-Mart that, oh, I have this chemistry oh, book in the back of my car. I can make anything. Um, yeah, and, you know, it, it, the pros on this, though, I, I do love the one-liners. They're great. Um, and it did lead to Ash versus Evil Dead, which is, you know, I love that show. It's dumb. It's stupid. You know exactly what you're getting into. But, yeah, I just loved the first Evil Dead so much that I, I didn't like the road it went down with all the uh, all the slapstick and the comedy and stuff like that. And it made it, the again, I, I said it a million times, but the world is just too big. Keep it confined. That's what I think makes it good for an Evil Dead movie. And um, uh, it makes me kind of hesitate with the new one coming out where it's supposed to be in, like, a skyscraper or something. Like, eh, I don't know. But, yeah. Army of Darkness, overrated. Son of a bitch. Uh, you can rent The Hidden for two ninety nine on Amazon. <laughs> I'd rather watch The Hidden than Army of Darkness. Oh, I hate both of you guys. <laughs> it's just, it's like like Miles said, it's too, too slapstick. I the love the slapstick. The writing is way too over the top. It's like that with the one lady, she's like, it feels so good to be bad. I'm like, that line right there like makes me not watch the movie. That that is a cringe line. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that line. I hate, I don't know. I like I like like he said though. Like I like the movie, but I just I rewatch Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two so much. It's I don't watch Army of Darkness, and I don't even like the show. It's because it's it's too much. But that's just me. I love the slapstick in that movie. Because they take an entire Three Stooges skit and put it into the movie. <laughs> when he's when he's in the windmill and he's like fighting the little things and he's like cooking his own face and stuff. Like all that shit is just 100% shot for shot. That scene's like retaken from Three Stooges. And I fucking love it. Uh, I like... I do laugh when he steps on the nail oh. and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> I like um, the, the craziness... <laughs> Like, in terms of genre spreading, like, it's horror, it's action, it's comedy, it's, like, over the top, like, it's, like, dumb romance, it's swashbuckling, like, they put, like, everything into it, and I think that's just so crazy. I don't know. I, I, I enjoy the movie. I love the, I love how everything's taken to 11. Like, in the first two movies, 
you know, the first feels like he was, they were trying to make a horror movie, but they realized how goofy it was, so they put a little bit of comedy in it. And the second one, they were like, no, no, no. We're going to make this just, like, pure horror comedy gore over the top. And the third one, he's like, they're giving me more money to do another one. Let's do whatever we want. <laughs> so... I don't know. I love that movie. I, I have a hard time saying it's overrated. It is the weakest of the three. I will say that. But I do not dislike it at all. What do you think, Shane? Um, I like the movie. Slapstick's okay. Um, a little bit too much of it, I guess. Um, I agree with Mike, but the female character, the love interest... I thought that was just cheesy, but um, all the rest of it, I thought I, think, I, I do think it's a great film. I mean, I own it, so because I've got a, I got um, I won a box set actually a couple of years back um, from some guy off Instagram. He did a quiz, and I got um, I think the best. He sent me a load of Blu-rays, and the best of the bunch was literally the Evil Dead trilogy. So I was like. Cool. I don't have to spend thirty quid on that, so that was nice. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I like evil. I like um, Army of Darkness. It's a good one. Yeah, I only own like thirteen or fourteen copies of it. Fucking <laughs> tell me about it. And I don't think it includes the the trilogy set. I'm still, I still regret giving you that fucking evil dead yeah, you're not getting Blu-ray. Back. You know. Yeah, <laughs> All right, Miles. Well, you pissed me off successfully. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Uh, we got Miles, uh, Mike, for your uh, your overrated. Well, before, because I know Miles on uh, a short time today, but I want to go over the people who commented on my uh, Instagram post real quick. Uh, Saturn Goth said, "Underrated the autopsy of Jane Doe," and. Yeah. As above, so below, which wow. I completely agree. Richie Horrors said overrated oh the lighthouse, underrated Annabelle creation. And someone, Menina Bonita <laughs> 9, has said, agreed with the lighthouse, boo, lighthouse, boo. And she goes, I can't wait for you to explain how essentially cleaning up after your roommate makes a plot for a great horror movie. <laughs> she sounds like another horrible person. Right, right. That is my wife. <laughs> Man, I laughed at that. But yeah, that's. I just wanted to get Miles, I swear to God, I thought you were going to pick um, the lighthouse. I, I was like, I thought it was coming. <laughs> that's in my list. I hate it. <laughs> really? Dude? Oh, so boring. Oh, wow. Um, okay, so uh, my overrated, my first pick is um, uh, Drag Me to Hell. This movie is the biggest piece of shit I have ever watched. Two Sam, Sam Raimi has row. not done anything. <laughs> Sam Raimi has not done anything good in fucking years. The guy, the guy made some great i'm gonna jump in on this mike because you stole my second choice oh i'm sorry but like I, no I, no that's fine i rewatched this last on this night one. i've always seen it on like top four movies of all time what? it's like rated well on on um uh, rotten tomatoes and such so i rewatched it last night and this movie fucking sucks anybody who <laughs> says like they love drag me to hell like i can't believe it first off it's pg-13 
Second off, yes. the woman, the actress, and I, I'm gonna, you know, be as respectful as possible. Like she does a decent job, but she's just the dumbest fucking character in a movie yeah. I have seen in a long time. She just has this like look on her face where she's just scared. <laughs> And she's like, wow, I can't believe it. And it's just like, and Justin Long is the biggest oh, dick in the world. I he was in that. And this movie, this movie <laughs> sucks. And I, I just have just so much hatred for it, so I don't really, I can't really go into detail on why I hate it. But, like, the whole plot is this old woman who goes to a bank and she's like, hey, I need a third extension on my mortgage payment because I can't make the payments. And yeah, she's going to lose her damn house. She can't make the fucking payments. Why is this this woman's problem? Like, she asks her manager. Her manager is like, no. So she has to go over there and be like, sorry, gypsy woman. I can't give you a third uh, extension on your mortgage. And she puts a curse on this woman. It's the dumbest plot to a movie. It's so bad. And she makes the worst decisions. She makes the shittiest fucking decisions. Towards the climax of the movie, spoilers, she's supposed to give the button to somebody else to pass the curse off. It is shown, and she got into like a fender bender or something, that the envelopes uh, get mixed up. And actually, in the envelope is a coin instead of the button that was stolen by the gypsy woman. You could see this from a mile away. I saw this in theaters. I looked at the, the screen. I'm like, that is the twist. And it was the twist. I was disappointed that it was the twist. <laughs> this movie fucking sucks. And I hate that it was even made. Sam Raimi, like, what the hell are you doing? It's the most blatant... Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I have a hatred. This movie fucking sucks. I watched it last night. I was pissed off again. I had to keep forwarding it. And, like, of course, she has to sacrifice the cat, which also pissed me off because I'm a huge cat lover. I'm house-sitting for three cats right now. And it's, like, why? It's it's stupid. And that's all I got to say. That was one hell of a rant, Mike. (laughs) I'm sorry. I I fucking hate this movie so much. It's so bad. And Sam Raimi, oh, my God. He made fucking Evil Dead. And he's making this PG-13 bullshit with these jump scares and CGI, and it's not even good. It's not even good. There were only two scenes in that movie that I really liked, and that was one with the possessed goat, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, I agree. And the punch-up and the punch-up with the gypsy woman in the in the parking garage. That was fucking awesome. See, that was like like you said, that was that was a good scene and it was pure Sam Raimi. It was funny. Yeah. It was gross, but the other scenes in it, it just it just did not work for me at all. No, it didn't. I am one hundred percent with Mike on this <laughs> because basically, Drag Me to Hell would have been my second choice, but he got there, so I'm just going to join in on this one. I agree with him one hundred percent. Everything about the movie was fucking shit. I didn't realize awful. this movie was beloved by people. Who is putting this in like a top movies list? Oh, this Look is on the... so many top ten lists. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Why? Why would they fucking do it? It's awful. It's one of the worst fucking movies I ever watched. I even remember saying to you, Ryan, I'll never get those fucking 90 minutes back. <laughs> that was when it, not long after it came out. It was fucking shit. It's like how the mighty have fallen. Oh, yeah. Sam Raimi, just off the back of the Spider-Man movies, I'm going to do a horror movie. Yay! He's going back to horror. 
what a fucking mistake that was. It was, I was so hyped at the time, too, because yeah. it was just like Shane said, like Sam Raimi's returning to horror. It's like, cool. It's a PG-13 movie. Uh, all right. And it's that. And it just pissed me off. See, in the UK, I mean, yeah, you got PG-13 in the States. In the UK, it got a 12 certificate. That's like fucking little kids going to watch it. You know, kids at the age of, under the age of 12 can go and watch this movie with an adult. Why the fuck would you take them to watch this movie and say, here you go, here's your first foray into horror. I'd be sitting there like, why? What the fuck have you done? You know, you've just ruined this kid's fucking admiration for horror movies by <laughs> showing them this piece of shit. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of this one either. So yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to get a lot of fighting back on this one. <laughs> I, got, I, got this, I got this DVD for free at a horror movie convention. And like the guy, the, the guy held out like a bag of DVDs, and like you put your hand in, and whatever you pull out, you get. <laughs> like pulled out, drag me to hell, and I go, oh, all right. <laughs> it might even be the full screen version. I'm not sure. <laughs> Do you know what? If that was me, I'd have looked at it and gone, yeah, you can have a bag. <laughs> oh man. I'll die on this sword. I'll prevent someone else from watching yeah, right. it. <laughs> Put it this way. Put it this way, Ryan. I would rather watch Evil than watch Dragon Ring Hell again. Evil wasn't... The last I time I watched it, it wasn't as bad as the first time I watched it. Is that no. the one with the elves? No. No, that was... Um, elves? What the hell was that? What's the one with the elves? I just talked about that. You mean Elves? Yeah, the fucking Christmas elves. movie with the elves. What's the name of it? Oh, yeah, it was. No, there's oh, no way that's it. How many bays time you like? <laughs> Jesus. All right, Shane, do you got another one you want to talk about and overrated? Ooh, that was all right, all right. Well, if you, if you, I'll I'll do one while you're thinking of that one. All right, I figured I'd go and maybe piss some people off on this one. Nineteen seventy six, The Omen, directed by Richard Donner, also directed Superman, Scrooge, and The Lethal Weapons. Stars Gregory Peck from To Kill a Mockingbird, Cape Fear, Moby Dick. Also has uh, Leah Remnick in it. And uh, best part of the movie, David Warner. And it's impossible to say how many things he's been in. So I just picked out some of the more interesting ones. I didn't realize. Uh, he's the voice of Ra's al Ghul in the Batman the Animated Series. Um, <laughs> he was a character in Briscoe County Jr. starring Bruce Campbell. <laughs> and he was the voice in an episode of Biker Mice from Mars. This is... I had the toys when I was a kid. He's like this legendary actor. And he was in Biker Mice from Mars. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Russian. Oh, my God. Okay, The Omen. This movie, uh, when you talk about people who complain about slow movies, I've seen people complain about movies like The Lighthouse, or they complain about Midsummer, or they complain about, I don't know, any other popular uh, artistic horror movie. This movie is the slowest fucking drag that has ever dragged. Like, I fell asleep twice last night and woke up and didn't miss anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's so much 
inconsequential bullshit of people just standing there talking to each other in between the like there, there are scenes people remember that are good scenes you know the uh the, the first um nanny hanging herself that says like this is for you damien that's great and memorable that's a great 20 seconds of this two-hour movie um th- th- like there's a couple other like individual scenes that are good scenes but to get to them you've got to sit through just the most boring shit ever um I was never big on this movie, but it it is it's slow, man. Um, I think this could have been one of those movies that they could have cut out thirty minutes of, and it would be a much better film for it. I think like you get the idea of the plot ten minutes in, and you you know following the characters as they discover, oh wait, maybe he actually is the son of Satan. You're like, yeah, we already know that. Just like get to the stuff that happens. Um. The movie ends on it's it's an open ending. I mean, not open ending. It's it's open for like a sequel or whatever. Like, it, there's no real conclusion to it that is satisfying. Um, the kills. The only good one is David Warner's kill. That's awesome. Um, oh, the sheet. What's that, Shane? The sheet of glass. Mm, yes, the sheet of glass coming off the truck. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, other than that, I just, I find the, the movie actually boring. And I know a lot of people love this movie and they're like, this is like one of the pinnacles of horror. And I just don't see it. I, uh, I think there's so many better movies that do the same concept better. Like Rosemary's Baby, I think another slow movie, but the characters are at least interesting. So I don't know. What do you guys think of The Omen? I completely agree with you. I rewatched it a few years back. I've seen it a ton of times before, but I, the last time I watched it, I was like checking to see how long it was going to be until it was over. It was like two hours for a 70s slow burn like this. It's way too long. But I do think that uh, It's All For You, Damien, that hanging scene is one of the best kills in horror. I, I honestly think that's like my favorite killing scene ever. It's so graphic and so like brutal and unreal for like a seventies movie. It was mm. sick. I agree too. This is a tough one. It is like you said. You hit everything on the head. Like it does have some good scenes. Um, the rest of it is just so 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 boring. Um, but I think probably <laughs> like the the history surrounding the movie, like all the crazy stuff that was happening to like the cast and crew. I think that's really fascinating, but yeah, you could, you could shave off a good 30, 45 minutes off of this thing. Shane. Yeah, I agree. agree. Yeah, I agree with it as well. I mean, there's so much, there's so much that could have been chopped from the movie to make the film more watchable and less drawn out. I mean, but regarding the scene with the woman hanging herself for Damien, um, I've got an interesting story, actually. A friend of mine, Sarah, um, has, a, um, has a friend, and that woman is her aunt. So, really? Um, she often, yeah, it's um, my friend's friend's aunt. That's really so, cool. Uh, yeah, so she did that scene. She still talks about it every now and again. She doesn't do any of the um, cons or anything. So, you know, obviously she leads a quiet life. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I agree. I mean, it's 
the it, oh man, it's just it is so drawn out. That's the thing. And then they did three sequels out on the back yeah. of that. I mean, you had Omen Two, which was him in the army training camps and all of that. Then you had Amy, um, Omen Three, which was set in London, and he was becoming like prime minister or whatever the fuck it was. And then Omen Four, which was a made-for-TV piece of shit. Um, that was just fucking awful. Lance Henriksen was in the in the second one. It's yeah. real weird to see him so young in that. Yeah, that is actually. But it's just fucking. It's just crazy. It's like Sam Neill was in the third one. You know, it's just. I think like Possession, my like one of my favorite all time horror movies. It was supposed to be like a loose Omen sequel, I believe. Okay. Really. And Sam Neill's in that too, and it's uh, it's it's kind of like Omen. So. Is that where that woman freaks out in like the subway tunnel? Yes. I have the shirt of that where she's <laughs> her, her like the the, the the things are coming from all of her orifices. Yeah, nice. That's an underrated uh, movie. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah, it is. I've talked about it. So I know, many I know. Times. We already talked about it. We said we weren't going to cover uh, stuff we've already done. But I, I had a friend of mine, I think it was last year actually, bought me a copy of the Omen soundtrack on white vinyl. And it's one of the, um, I think it's number 50 out of 666 copies. That's and really I, cool because uh, I got the Omen vinyl, the soundtrack, and a horror block before that went under and screwed so many people over with their yeah. money. But uh, they, in one of their last boxes, they put the Omen soundtrack in it and one of the uh the white vinyl was like you said one of 666 yeah. copies yeah. i got a black vinyl but it's still cool though that's still really neat to own yeah i mean i've had i've had a couple of people offer me good money for that and yeah. i've kind of said no because it was a gift but i'm kind of thinking of taking them up on the offer <laughs> let someone offer me 200 pounds for it i know it's not worth that much but they offered me 200 quid i was like hmm wow. do i nah yeah, it's a lot of quids. Mm, it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, you got any more you want to hit us with, Miles? I I just have my yeah, list ahead. of movies for for both categories. Um, I'll start with underrated. I have The Relic, Friday the Thirteenth Part no. Five. No, the no, thing. Come on. <laughs> I, no. I think it's so underrated. <laughs> The thing from 2011. <laughs> Mike has left the building. Yeah, I knew that one was going to get it. Oh, fuck, dude. Phantoms, because Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms. Yes! <laughs> uh, Lights Out, I think, is extremely. I agree underrated. with that. Um, the Pet Cemetery remake, I think that got a lot of flack that it didn't deserve. That was um, fucking awful. What do you want about? I liked it. Something different. Um, grabbers, grabbers, yeah, for sure. Grabbers is definitely underrated. That's a yeah. St. Patty's treat every single year. Um, witching and bitching, also known as Brujas de Seguramurdi. So fun! That movie is super fun. Oh, I'm I'm a sucker for anything Spanish because yeah. my wife's family's from Spain, um, and her dad is specifically from the Basque country where this takes place. Um, so we watched it with them, and they just absolutely loved it. They thought it was so funny and so good. 
Um, the next one I have is El Dia de la Bestia, which Day of the Beast, which is now on Shutter. Um, so a lot I more people can watch it. The, the, um, oh, where the hell did I order? I love Day of the Beast. That movie's amazing. It's very good. Um, I also have Suspiria from 2018. I think that movie gets a lot of undeserved hate. Uh, 13 Ghosts from 2001. Yeah. That's yeah. Tony Shalhoub. I, I'm also a sucker for anything Matt, Matthew Lillard's in, <laughs> particularly during that time period. Uh, the Blob from 1988, because that gave me night. My dad let me watch it when I was little. And I was afraid to poop for a week. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm I'm also a sucker for a good kid death, and there's a really good one in oh, that yeah. one when they're in the sewers. Uh, Stakeland, which I don't think that gets talked about a lot. Um, yes, I'm. I like yeah, that. Particularly, particularly with you guys with your boner for Danielle Harris. I mean, she's in it. <laughs> oh come on, Danielle um, Harris. This one is a bit of a stretch. This might be more of like a sci-fi action movie, but The Giver 2, <laughs> Dark Hero. Yes! Never even heard of it. Starring David, David Hayter, the voice of Solid Snake Metal Gear. from Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear. <laughs> Giver. Um, I would watch that incessantly when I was a kid. I love that movie, Miles. Uh, I So do I. And I think... The first one isn't as good, but I, I love the misleading box art to the first yeah. Giver because it has the Giver face and then Mark Hamill. But Mark Hamill isn't the Giver. He's just some random cop in the movie. <laughs> like, that was a big selling point for it. And I <laughs> I find it hilarious. That's how um, it was for Intruder as well. They're like, Bruce Campbell is labeled as, like, top building. But Bruce Campbell's only in it for, like, the last, like, two minutes of the movie. <laughs> that's like Usher in... um. Oh my god, what the hell is that movie? Uh, the Faculty. Yeah, He's on every poster, he's right up front, and he's he has like two lines. Um, moving on, I have Grave Encounters as underrated. Uh, the Boy, which oh. I think that... Part of that, we were... My wife loves um, like true crime, like investigation discoveries on all the time. And we saw that in theaters, and right before we went to go see it, there was this true crime thing where these girls thought like they were doing a seance with a Ouija board and they were contacting their mom and it was like knocking and doing all this stuff. Um, and then come to find out it was this, one of the girl's ex-boyfriends was living in their walls and tried to kill them wearing their mother, dead mother's wedding dress in like Indian headdress and an ax. And we like, so when we saw the boy, we were like, what? That the sounds fuck? like a way better movie <laughs> than the boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Black Xmas, the one from like the 2000s. I agree, that's underrated. That. Very underrated. Uh, listen, Black Christmas is untouchable as a classic Christmas horror movie. Um, I don't think it holds a candle to that, but I think the kills are the the gore in that is great. It's stupid. It's dumb. You don't care about anyone who gets killed, so you know, let's make it as graphic as possible. Um, Poltergeist 3, I think, is underrated. Uh, the one in the building. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, yeah. That that elevator scene where they're arguing and you just hear them, you know, in the background just going, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And they drop. Oh, it gets me every time. Um, and then there's actually, uh, Shudder has been really good with some underrated movies. Uh, we watched some uh, Indonesian ones, specifically, um, it's called Impedigore and Satan's Slaves. Uh, Satan's Slaves is actually a remake of a film from the 80s. Totally blown away with how good those were. Um, they were just absolutely incredible, so I highly recommend those. 
And then um, two other films on Shudder uh, we saw was Shrew's Nest, which that's more of like a psychological thing, but that was good and fucked up and interesting. And Power, which was it's kind of like a haunted hospital movie from the 70s in London uh, when they were going through all the power outages and stuff like that. Um, that yeah, I think all those that's my list of underrated. Uh, my overrated is a little shorter. Um, a lot of these I do hate. Uh, Get Out and Us. Don't like them. I think they get way too much credit. Uh, Friday the 13th Part 4. He's killing oh me. I can't. God. I think it's so overrated. Where's the corkscrew? <laughs> uh, hey, listen. I enjoy it, but I think it gets too. It gets way too much credit. Um, Rosemary's Baby. I think it's so boring. The Kill List shows up on a lot of top tens. Again, another one that I think is boring. The kill List. Parasite, the Korean film that won all the awards. I was. I wouldn't even consider that even a horror movie. Yeah, but they put it in that category. Yeah. And it's, it's not good. The Wailing is another. Um, what? Oh. I was going to oh. put that as underrated. Wait, is that the Whale Watch it's... Massacre? Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's a wailing. It's like a three hour. It's, I think it's still on it's Netflix. So goddamn long. It's and long. It, oh, you could cut out like an hour and a half of that movie. Um, Suspiria from 1977. Oh, Miles. <laughs> Are you kidding? Again, I like it, but it, it's a tough watch for me. Um, the Changeling. I watched that recently. Don't wait, like wait, it. Changeling? I love it. Changeling. The Lighthouse. Um, Lake Mungo, I hear, gets all this credit. God. And we were waiting to... For, we, like, we watched it. We're like, okay, when's it going to get scary? When's something going to happen? Oh, my God, these people are so strange. This is so boring. A <laughs> um, cell phone scene where it's, like, zooming in, like, towards the end, where it's zooming... Like, it's going really quick and towards the, the girl. That gets me, like, every time. It gives me goosebumps. Ugh. I fucking love Lake Mungo. Oh God, it's so boring. <laughs> uh, I think Midsummer sucks. No desire. Um, a Quiet Place, I didn't like. Whoa, I what? I agree on that. that Did not like cool. A Quiet Place. Um, ooh, you guys might hate me on this one too. Demons and Demons Two. What? Oh, demons. I, I I'll fire you right out of here. Good lord. <laughs> right, they get a lot of credit. Um, Demons 2, I can agree with because yeah, the only Demons good thing about that sure. was the soundtrack. Uh, I don't know. I, I do appreciate that they used like, the same cast in both movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I found that funny. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It didn't do anything for me. And the last one I threw on here was uh, Tusk. That, yeah, no, that was just. I really people... like Tusk, but I completely agree with you. <laughs> like, I, I understand the hatred yeah. for it, but I really enjoyed it overrated it's just uh, it's not for me but yeah that's my underrated overrated it's been nice being on the podcast i'll never be on again (laughs) you'll never be over my house again (laughs) i know you like spanish movies i i was gonna put this on my underrated but i've already talked about it before it's called the similars oh yeah that's a great one it's uh it was made 2015 i own the blu-ray of it I, i fucking love it it's like a uh, I, it's been a while since I watched it, but it takes place in like it's like black and white. It's Spanish, but it takes place in like a bus station of all these people telling different stories. But I believe uh, all these people start morphing into a man, a specific-looking man with a mustache and like facial hair. It's real weird. But I, if you like Spanish movies, well, I'm then, in. 
That's fucking awesome. That and Time Crimes. <laughs> I watched those back to back. That's another Spanish movie, right? Yes. I've been meaning yeah. to watch that one too. That one's awesome. That's not really horror. That's more I guess that's more sci fi, but there's there's definitely horror elements in it. Those are both good. It's like triangle. I just I gotta pee real quick before we do over. Yeah, I'm gonna do a, a quick pee as well. Ugh. Miles, if you gotta hop out, uh, it was good having you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I do have to hop off, but always fun to be on the podcast. I'm glad I can infuriate oh, you, some of you. And... <laughs> <laughs> I've been fuming about this for days. <laughs> I'll talk to you later, Miles. All right, guys, have a good one. Uh, you still there, Shane? Yeah. Elisa's making cheesecakes. It it smells Ooh. so fucking good downstairs. I um I've been mastering my brownies again. Mm. Did some more brownies um on Monday. I am so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you ever hear of Boris the Spider Bear? Boris the Spider. Is that three Floyds? Yeah, my uh no, one of Val's friends from New York came and he brought some beer. Boris the Spider. And, uh, whew, it's Boris the Spider. It's a good stout. And I'm drinking Blue Blue Point Blueberry Ale, which blows. Oh, Blue Point's Blueberry? Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. It's not good, but I'm drinking it. I'm uh, so Blue Point's good. Toasted <laughs> Lager is delicious, though. Really? Yeah. They're they're kind of a, a they're a really large brewery. They're sort of like um, they're owned by somebody else now too. It's like uh, what's that one? They're like Goose Island. Like when oh, they okay. when they were smaller, they had like all these great little beers, and then they got bought out by somebody, and now like all their stuff is like nationwide. And you're like, oh, these are all terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like that. Uh, no offense, but I don't like that. Three Floyds is getting so much attention from like across the. Oh, I like the, that I could get cabinet. it, Mike. Believe me. Yeah, but it's just like, come on. I went to the Goose Island pub a few few months ago. It was super good. I went to one of the in an airport. I think that was it. It was either O'Hare or what's the other one? I forgot what what airport it was. Midway. Yeah, I think they have a Goose Island pub there. Really? I didn't know that. Something. That I remember drinking Goose Island in the airport. I was like, yes. Chicago. You can get that. Oh, yeah. Right, they, ha- they have it everywhere. <laughs> but I'm like, hey, I'm in Chicago. I got to drink this. Hey, come on. Uh-oh. Two cats are fighting on the couch. You're riling them up, Mike. <laughs> oh, I'm ready when you guys are. I wish I'd made a list like Miles. That was fun blasting through like 30 of them. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> make a list either. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, let's see. I'll go into a couple here. What do we do? Overrated? What are we, what are we doing? We're doing overrated now. Okay, well, I already did my omen. All right, I'll do my second one here. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of notes, and I, I wasn't going to do this, but I feel like I have to bring it up just because uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Part 1, 1974. Yeah, I, be- yeah. I, I don't think it's a bad movie. I want to make that very clear. I think it's good and entertaining. I just don't think it's as good as everyone makes it out to be. Um, 
I like the feeling of the movie. It's really gross. It's dirty. It makes me feel like things are crawling on my skin, which is excellent. I hate every single character in the film. And I think that's one of the most important parts of any slasher movie is to have characters, not necessarily that you like, but that you're like entertained by. Like you can have dickhead characters in your slasher film and you're like, yeah, I can't wait to see these people die. But to have people that you're completely indifferent to because they're assholes, like it takes a lot of work to make a guy in a wheelchair so dislikable that you're just like, I I just hope this guy dies soon. I can't take this anymore. <laughs> so kudos to that. But um, I think it just, it, I understand the credit that it gets and that it influenced a ton of filmmakers. And, you know, for that, I, I, I appreciate the movie, but I just don't think it's as good as everyone makes it out to be. Um, I don't know. I know we've talked about it before, but what do you guys think? I agree 100%. Um, I actually thought the remake from 2005 was far superior. Oh, for sure. The fucking yeah. Michael Bay produced remakes are far superior than the original. The original yeah. gets like praise, and I agree. It was really ahead of its time, especially for like 73, 74. But like, it's so just bland. I don't know. Yeah. It's very boring. I, yeah. find it, I find it very boring. Um, I, I'm, I, th- I still say one of the best kills in it is the guy in the wheelchair. Oh, yeah, because you want him dead. Mm, of course. Uh, Sh- Shane, um, I don't know if you experienced this, but like when, when I was young, in, in like the 80s and stuff, this was the movie that like people would be like, oh, don't even watch it. It's so disgusting and horrifying like it has a stigma about it like there's no way you can like even survive having watched this it's the most grotesque movie of all time and then like so like i never even watched it until oh i don't know i want to say like maybe the the 90s in some at some point and uh i watched it yeah i was like oh that that Um, was it that's what we're talking about yeah I think it might have been. I think I was about eighteen when I first watched it, because there was <clears throat> there was a family who my family were friends with, and um, <clears throat> they had like this collection of like all the banned movies that were that you couldn't buy in the UK. So they had like um, the Boogeyman and like Evil Dead and all all the classics right. that you could see. All the nasties. Um, all the nasties. Yeah, but all the video nasties, and they had Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and they said you can borrow whatever movie you want, and I said, can I borrow Texas Chainsaw Massacre? And they said no. They said because you won't like it, it's too gory, and it'll give you nightmares. I was like, really? And then I was about eighteen when I watched it, and I was like, what am I? What am I supposed to have nightmares about? You know, it was. I just thought it was dull as fuck. Um. Yeah, all right. The gore scenes, they were they were okay for the time. Gunnar Hansen, yeah, okay, he was cool as Leatherface, but I just thought the movie was dull as fuck. And it's one of those movies where the constant screaming irritated the fuck out of me. And I find that with a lot of movies these days, if there's a lot of screaming in it, I lose interest. Yeah, yep. I think the only good scene in Texas Chainsaw Massacre is when you first see Leatherface and he like opens that door and he yeah. like takes that person 
and he takes him and he shuts the door. Like that's bad. Oh, yeah, that's intense. But other than that, ugh, it's overrated. Yep. And you got another another one, Mike? Yes, I do. I have two overrated movies I'd like to speak about. Uh, unless I already did. Yep, I already did. <laughs> but I, uh, <laughs> my second overrated movie is Zombieland. That movie fucking blows. <laughs> Um, okay, so I, 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 I've already, like, said that Jesse Eisenberg sucks. I can't stand him as an actor, and I think this movie, as great as the intro is from, for, from, for who the bell, for whom the bell tolls by Metallica plays, and there's, like, all these, like, slow-motion zombie things going, great intro. I remember sitting in the theater, I'm like, I'm gonna love this movie. But it's just, like, it was made in 2009, and I just think that it was made on the, the height of zombie popularity. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a lot of substance to the movie. Um, every scene pissed me off. Uh, like, the whole thing was, like, Jesse Eisenberg's a loser and he's a virgin. And, you know, he's trying to go through and he's trying to, you know, find a woman. And then Emma Stone shows up. And I get it. I've been in love with Emma Stone since Superbad. <laughs> I think she's like the same age as me. Is like I'm in love with Emma Stone, trust me. But like, it's just like, oh, of course. I think one of the lines is, of course, a hot girl comes around and you know she holds us up. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. And it's like filled with like uh, corporate references. Like I need a Twinkie. There's a hostess truck like in a ditch. Like I need a Twinkie. Can I just FedEx it to you? It's like, shut the fuck <laughs> And then the climax of the movie, which I'm sure everybody listening has already seen Zombieland. But like the climax of the movie, as careful as Emma Stone and her little sister are, they go to a goddamn amusement park and they put on all the rides, which I guess they can control from being in the ride, I guess. But like they put on everything and they don't expect the zombies to show up at all. Like it just it, the movie just pisses me off. The movie fucking sucks. The Bill Murray scenes, like, they're funny, but it's just like, I've seen it before where they get some high-profile actor, and they comes, and he does a goofy scene, and he leaves. That's like, whatever. I, I just don't think the... The movie's got, like, a fucking 7-point-something on IMDb. It's 7.6 on IMDb. Give me a damn break. Honestly, 7.6 for a, such a stereotypical zombie movie. It's got some decent kills, but I just, I do not like it at all. What do you think, Shane? I love Zombieland. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny as fuck. Um, it's got some great kills in it, and uh, Bill Murray saying was worth watching it. Oh, that's worth the ticket price alone. Oh, fuck yeah. And is that his death scene? Which I still crease up every time I watch it. And it's it's the line Emma Stone says. It's like, oh yeah, that's yeah. Bill Murray tickles my funny bone every time, but still sad though, as he's laying there with a gaping chest wound. <laughs> it still creases me up. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I just think the script is super lazy. Like I think that the script was written for like one-liners, like "nut up" or "shut up," and I'm like, I just roll my eyes at those scenes. I just I don't I really don't like uh, Woody Harrelson in it. I really don't. 
Emma Stone was great in The Rocker. Did you ever see that? The Rocker. In the what? The Rocker. No, I have not. Uh, Rain Wilson. He's like an aging drummer. I've, um, I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Yeah. Oh, you should watch it, man. It is pretty funny. Hmm. There's a scene where he's just pocket full of puke, and he pukes up in his hand and sticks it in his pocket as he's about to play the drums, and everyone's like, ew. <laughs> it's like, I love Rain Wilson, so I'd probably watch yeah. that. Yeah, I like Zombieland. Uh, it's been a long time since I watched it. I think I only saw it the one time. Um, I remember I liked Emma Stone. Um, Jesse Eisenberg is kind of like a non-entity. Like, of all the parts I remember of that movie, none of them involve him, really. Like, it's just not something yeah. that incorporates part of my brain. Uh, all the Bill Murray stuff was fucking fantastic. I love that. Um, there were so many, like... Qu- like- there were so many zombie movies at the time. Like I just watched Dead Set a few weeks yeah. back, or whatever I, whatever I said, because uh, Shane recommended. And I think that was made in two thousand eight. Yes. Right. And like that was way miles ahead of Zombieland. I fucking because it was a, such a a new idea, and Zombieland is just like I just felt like it was written for you know high schoolers. Where, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I don't know. I just. I don't think it holds up, like, so many years later. I've yet to watch the, the sequel at all. I don't know anything about that, but... The sequel's quite fun. It's not as good as the first, but it is quite fun. But you talk about Dead Set. I mean, because Dead Set, that was pre-Walking Dead. Yeah. So it was, I think, for that time, Dead Set was just, like, fucking phenomenal. And I was surprised it didn't get released worldwide. Because, I mean, there was a lot of it. I remember hearing back, even back in 2009, bootleg copies doing the rounds at, like, conventions and stuff like that because it had never got officially released. And talk about underrated. That's that's very fucking underrated. Fuck yeah. Yeah, In the realm of zombie films, definitely. Yeah, I agree. Well, I got another overrated one I wanted to bring up. Uh, I've got another one. Oh, you got one. one, Shane. Let's hear it. Yeah. Yeah, The Void. Um, Overrated. I will, I will clarify. I I don't mind the movie. It's just I find it a bit slow paced, and it can be a bit boring in in scenes. Um, and it just I've watched it a couple of times since I bought it. So I bought it on recommendation uh. from a lot of people from UA. But I was just. I've watched it a couple of times and I, I just can't get into it anymore. I just, I, I like the first time I watched the void, I fucking hated it. Yeah. I hated it, but it took me like on a second or third watch. I really liked it. Yeah. I don't know what it was about it, but like I, I knew what I was expecting and I knew it wasn't going to be like this insane, um, practical, practical effects thing. Cause that's what it was advertised as like the next thing you know the next this and i knew what to expect the second time around i liked it a lot more yeah i think um i really enjoyed it the first couple of times i watched it and then as time went on um i just got less interested into in it i've watched it a few times i mean i own it on blu-ray and i've had people come around and say oh let's watch the void i'm like okay but it's like the last few times I've watched it, I've just completely lost interest in it. And I just find it really boring. Which is a shame, because, I mean, like I said, I mean, I really liked the film um, when I first saw it. 
but it's just over over time as time has gone on, I'm just not interested in it. Um, it's just completely lacking for me, and you know the gore, the FX, and all the practical effects, fucking amazing. And the fact they did it all on a low budget as well, I thought was really well done. But I was just, I've just completely lost interest in that movie. I think there another underrated movie that's kind of in the same vein as The Void is Baskin. It's a Spanish movie that kind of takes the same uh, place. It's been a few years since I watched it, so I can't even tell you the plot. But if you watch Baskin, it's kind of like the same same plot as the uh, the void, but it's it's done really well. It's slow, but it's done really. Well. The part I, the part I liked about the void is I liked the Lovecraftian stuff that was in it because I always gotta have a boner for Lovecraft stuff. And you know, with this, I love the stuff with like the cult and that they're tr- they're getting into a different world at the end. Like I loved all that part of it. I thought that was all really cool. Um, and some of the monster effects and stuff were okay. I'm not gonna say good, but they were okay. Um, like you, like you said, Mike, I was underwhelmed on the practical stuff when I first saw it. I was expecting it to be like the thing, <laughs> and it wasn't the thing. Um, but what is, you know? So, yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that Shane is getting tired of the movie the more it goes on, and Mike is liking it more as it goes on. I like that. I'm gonna have to revisit. It. I saw, it, I saw it one time on a plane. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so yeah, it's just. I mean, there are other movies I could say that they get better each time I watch it, but it's really strange how The Void is that one movie I watch. The more I watch it, the more bored I get with it. <laughs> I'm, I'm liking this less and less. I'm gonna keep watching it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right, another one I wanted to have on here, uh, overrated, is uh, Paranormal Activity, the first one. Do you know what I can say? I have never watched this. I haven't watched a single paranormal so, activity movie. It found footage, obviously, right? And pe- when this came out, people lost their fucking minds. It was like this. This changed cinema. It's the greatest thing that's ever happened in the world. Wasn't this like the first like crowdfunded movie or some shit? Yeah, one of it, them. It wasn't bad like it's not like a bad movie I-, I would probably rate this like a five like it's like okay it's not horrible i've seen so many so many worse movies but this one is it's nothing to me like it is one or two good scenes again in an hour and a half of footage and i don't need to watch people's kitchens i can watch my own kitchen where nothing happens for a half an hour <laughs> There's actually, there's like one good part in the movie. I I will say that. Like, I do like the ending and that's like, it's worth, Paranormal Activity uh, is good for going onto YouTube and like looking up the good part of Paranormal Activity and watching that one five minute clip. Like, that's what's worth watching in the movie. I don't care about the characters. I hate them. But what drives me even more nuts about this movie is they fucking spun it off into a billion prequels and and sequels and shit. And I'm like, how? How are they still making these movies and people care about them? The first one was such a nothing burger. Like, ah, I don't know. That one just kind of drives me person, and that drives me nuts. But I don't get the hype. I don't understand it. It's not my type of movie, I guess. 
Right. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So I, I was on the bandwagon of Paranormal Activity with hating it because I saw it in theaters. I specifically remember a teenage guy. When did the first Paranormal Activity come out? 2006? Yeah, 07 is what it says here. So I was 19, and I remember seeing it, and I was thinking at the time, like, I'm a horror expert. You know, I've <laughs> I'm seen 19. All the horror I'm a movies. horror expert. <laughs> I was so up my own ass, you know what Not I mean? Like now. And like I walked into a paranormal activity and I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, let's see what this movie's got. And this movie, I, I hated it. I fucking hated it. And I remember the kid next to me, he was with like two girls and he's trying to be all hard. And he looks at me and he's like, are you okay? He looks at me and he says this. I'm like, I'm fine, you know? And I fucking hated it for the longest time. And then I rewatched it and I ended up really liking it. And there's a scene in the movie which still gets me. I don't know if it was a mistake by um, the camera crew. I don't know if it was a mistake at all. But when I think it's towards like the last like 20 minutes of the movie. They're sitting like below the stairs and they look up. The camera points up to the bathroom and the bathroom. And you see someone like look out and then they go directly into the room. And it's never mentioned, and it's never... I can't even look it up. I can't even, like, see if it was intentional or not. And it, it, it's like the small nuances get me to that movie. It's they, they put a shitload of detail into it that I really enjoyed. And, yeah, the ending's a little whatever, and it's, you know, it kind of just shoots the guy to the, or the girl to the movie camera. But I, I really... <laughs> for some reason, I really have a soft spot for the first one. The first, like, three, I, I can't remember the sequel off the top of my head, even though I just I watched, watched it. I watched the second. The third one? I think the second, what? the second one, it shows, like, the tiniest clip of, like, the demon or whatever in part two. I, I maybe watched three, but I can't remember now. I only The third has one of my favorite found footage movies are found footage movie scenes in any of the found footage movies. It's when that slow camera is going like left to the right. I think they mounted it to like a like a fan, and like it goes to the left and to the right. And then to, when it goes to the left, it sees a person underneath a, a sheet, and it goes to the right, and it goes to the left, and you don't see the person anymore. It goes to the right, and then you see the person in front of the camera, and then the person looks behind them, and the sheet just falls to the ground. It's done really well. The first like three. Paranormal activity movies are done very well. Even the like the fourth or fifth one takes place in Mexico. It's it's pretty good. The last one they made was fucking terrible. I don't know, Mike. It's it's gonna take a lot to get me to watch the rest of these fucking things. I know, well, I know. But the, the last one's so yeah. bad. I don't know if you've seen the last oh, one. Oh no, no, definitely they, not. The plot is <laughs> the fucking camera from like the third or second one and the camera itself is modded or something and it can see ghosts oh it's a ghost camera it's so it's so stupid it's so bad Good. but the same with the woman from the first one is in all of them oh good so there's continuity oh i'm glad i was worried about that <laughs> <laughs> it's continuity in the fucking paranormal activities. All right, boys, we got any others we want to talk about? Quick shots. Uh, quick shot on Psycho Hereditary. As what? Um, 
un- overrated. I, oh my god! <laughs> I can't. I can't get into it. I've got it on DVD. I've got it on Blu-ray, and I've got Midsummer as well. But I just couldn't get into it. I just find it really obscure. <laughs> I would say the Conjuring movies are really fucking overrated. Um, I do enjoy <laughs> no, those though. Really the second one had like uh, I forget her his or her name Patrick, but she's like banging on the door to Patrick Wilson. She's like Patrick. She's like Patrick. I love you. <laughs> and then, like, it gets him the fucking strength to move on with the rest of the movie. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I like I the second one. Oh, man. Oh, you know. Oh. Actually, if I remember correctly, Ryan, we did a podcast where we both had seen Conjuring 2, but we haven't seen the first That's one. That's correct. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> we both decided to watch the second one and not the first. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't need it. It was fine. <laughs> That's um, the uh, who mentioned that they liked Annabelle Creation? Uh, Saturn Goth on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I agree in that it is a hundred. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. It was Richie Horace. Richie Horace. Well, I agree. I That's a hundred times better than Annabelle, the first one. Um, it, at least it had something happening that was interesting. And you had like characters in the movie, so I, I I did I enjoyed Annabelle Creation way more than the first one, and uh, and whether it's overrated or underrated, I mean, I guess it's I guess it could be underrated. A lot of people hate on the movie, and it probably doesn't deserve as much hate as the first Annabelle deserves and doesn't get. So <laughs> the first one's overrated, the second one's underrated. Um, Saturn Goth also said the autopsy of Jane. That's Doe. a great movie. Underrated? I, I mean, I I agree that it's underrated, but I I don't like the movie really? so much. Yeah, I just think after like the first like half hour, forty five minutes with them like exploring and seeing like the secrets, I was like, oh cool, I'm like on board. And then it just goes into like over the top madness. I just, it kind of lost yeah. me on that part. Uh, another underrated one I have on here is Blood Feast, nineteen sixty three, Herschel Gordon Lewis. I fucking hate that movie. Well, here's my point, Mike. Okay. When you, we were talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre literally over a decade later than this, and Blood Feast is right. ten times gorier. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a goofy movie, but I only brought that up because I recently watched a Blood Feast remake that was made in 2016, and it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. So horrible. There's a remake? There's a remake. Uh, and I can't remember the guy's name that's in it, but it has Carolyn Williams, who is the the lady from Texas Chainsaw Two. Oh, um, and it is just the worst, like so bad. It's in France, but half the people have British accents, and the other half are Americans. And you're like, where are the French people? <laughs> you can't. That's a movie you can't remake. I mean, they've done it a bunch really? of times. Uh, I mean, I mean, I guess whatever. Blood Diner technically isn't a remake; it's like a spoof, or I don't know. But it, it's yeah. sort of like a remake sequel. Uh, they changed some of the names around, but that's kind of underrated. I think nobody mentions Blood Diner. No, I was actually going to talk about that because Val, I'm at Val's house and she owns Blood mm. Diner. And I was going to watch that for my underrated because I remember liking it a yeah. lot. That's a fun one. Uh, another one I had on here, Lord of Illusions, super underrated. Like, 
I like that. I haven't seen that for years. It is, it is so good, Shane. Go back to it. There's there's a, uh, a Blu-ray. I want to say it's from Scream Factory. And I think it has like a director's cut or something on it. And it's right. like gorier and more scenes or something. And it is so good. Scott Bakula. I fucking love Scott Bakula. Um, he just has something. like it's, it's a quantum leap thing. I don't know how to explain it. But I love him. I love the movie. I think it's one of Clive Barker's best, like, the sort of overall story going in it. I like that he visits, like, magicians and shit to figure out what's going on. Um, it's one of those movies that I tried watching when I was a kid. Uh, it couldn't get into it. But watch, revisiting it later, I love it. Like, I think, like, it does definitely does not get talked about enough. Yeah, it's a good movie. I watched, I asked uh, Val what her movies are, because she's with her two friends in Boston right now. And I said, since you, like, 50 50 this episode with Miles, I'm going to ask you what your, you know, picks were for overrated and underrated. And she asked her two friends that she's Oh, with. boy. So Val says, <laughs> for overrated, she picks Halloween and House of a Thousand Corpses. Okay, I want to hear which Halloween, the remake, which remake... See, I don't know. I'm assuming it's the remake. I'm assuming. But she put anything Rob Zombie is over. Oh, so she's saying Rob Zombie's Halloween and Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses. I'm assuming so. Underrated. (laughs) And she put underrated as Jennifer's body and people under the stairs. See, I can agree. I like Jennifer's body, and I also like people under the stairs. I was just talking about people under the stairs not three days ago with a guy at work. That's so fucking weird. (laughs) I'm like, dude, you ever see people under the stairs? (laughs) I'm not a huge fan of, like, Wes Craven movies, but I don't mind that. That's that's a childhood Um, fave of mine. So that's, I got a lot of nostalgia with that movie. I may be looking at it through nostalgia glasses, but I do enjoy it. Uh, her friend Andrea has said overrated is um, Gremlins and Nightmare on Elm Street. Wow, you're a bad person. <laughs> yeah. And, and Child's Play. Uh, and No. And underrated is Hush. Hush. Yeah, that's the, um, what's his face, who did, uh... holy shit, he did uh, House on Haunted Hill. No, what the fuck, the... What's that fucking Netflix show? I'm too drunk to know this. Mike Flanagan. The haunt. Yeah, Mike Flanagan. He did Hush. Okay, yeah, so he did The Haunting of Hill House. Yes, correct. He did. Uh, he did Hush as well. It takes place of uh, a woman getting broke. Her house is broken into, but she's deaf. Okay. It's really good. And her uh, second friend Sarah said, "Overrated is The Ring and the Saw movies past two. And underrated is Dead Alive and the 1956 Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um, I almost did Ring as overrated. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I like when I was looking through my movies, as I mentioned before, Miles. I, I had I had the Ring and Sinister in my hands, and I was like, <laughs> what are these two problems? Even the, even the Japanese Ringu, it's still pretty slow. Yeah, it's not that great. Like, there's be- there's way better Japanese ghost movies. And that's the one that, like, made, you know, it was the the big deal. I guess that's kind of the thing when you talk about underrated, overrated movies. It's like what people consider important movies. And you're like, okay, maybe they're important and they they struck a chord, but 
there's better options out there. That's all I got. All right. Well, I think we had a pretty good, uh, pretty good run here. Oh, the only other one I had listed here, Mike, for uh, underrated was the Deadly Spawn, but I know we've talked about it like three or four times. Yeah, that's completely <laughs> underrated. We don't need to talk about that again. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> Definitely underrated. Even though, even though the scene where they're looking at it in the sink goes on for far too yeah. long, I fucking love that. I was Spawn. thinking about that because watching um, Stage Fright. It's like pouring rain outside, and it's like a great rain movie. Like they're stuck inside, and it's constantly pouring rain. I'm like, oh, it's just like a deadly spawn. And I go, oh, that's a good movie. <laughs> I love the ending to that movie so much. Oh man, I should watch that again. All right, fellas. Well, let's wrap her up here. What do you think? Any any other last thoughts, or uh, do we want to close this out? I want to say Miles is incorrect about Suspiria. <laughs> Thank you. Since he's, since he's not here to defend himself, I'm going to say that now. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. So I don't have. Uh, how do you call the the remake underrated and the original <laughs> overrated? The remake was so fucking. Well, long. I like the remake. I will. I, I'm on record with saying that I liked it, but it's not the original. No. Wham, that was the original, like, 80 minutes. It's like, in and out. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Oh, that's son of a bitch. Yeah. This is what we do. We get together and we have arguments about movies. Like, Yeah, that's that's the whole podcast. Yes, excellent. All right, fellas. Uh, well, thank for you guys for joining me. Thanks for uh, Miles for coming on, uh, despite being another terrible person that still exists in this world. Um, if you want to get a hold of the podcast, you can reach us on our Gmail. All you need is blood pod at gmail.com. The Facebook group, all you need is blood. If you want to reach me, I am on uh, fa- the Facebook group. I'm on Twitter at Ryan Tudelo. I'm on Instagram, all you need Ryan. And I'm also on the upcoming horrormovies.com message board. And I think that's about it. Mike? I'm on the uh, both Facebook groups, I'm on the forum. And I do the All You Need Is Blood podcast on Instagram. Shane? You can find me on Instagram, RoboGene74, Dead Cell Society on Twitter, and part of the All You Need Is Blood podcast group on Facebook. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. And I'll just say Uh, bye for now. Thanks. I started recording the backup like an hour and a half in. (laughs) <laughs> oh it's so weird seeing you guys on camera it's like it's almost like distracting I like i just stop and stare at you I, I have my camera on i feel bad guys sorry about that i feel real attractive right now thank you <laughs> is that because you're drunk Oh, I'm fucking hammered, dude. I gotta piss so bad. You just pissed. <laughs> it's not even 1.30 yet for me, and I'm fucking... Yeah, gone. that'll happen. The thing is, Ryan you, Ryan, you forget. Once you break the seal, that's it. You're fucking doomed. Oh, I know. My buddy, he doesn't even have to break the seal. He, like, when we're at the bar, he goes to the bathroom, like, every 15 minutes. Oh, man. Yeah, you got to. Well, I gotta piss, so I'll see you guys later. It was fun. All right. Thanks, Mike. All right, I'm going to try something, Shane. This may may all go horrible. Actually, let me save all this stuff before I try it. Hold on. Okay. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, I got to stop recording. (laughs) 